My name's Owen, I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants campaign. Um, hey guys, um, I'm Jared, I'm playing the character of Crassus uh, Antares, a Astral Elf Wizard. Hi everybody, I'm Michael, I'm playing Tetra Aeonite, a Circle of Stars Druid. Hi, my name's Claire, I am playing Naudis, or Now, who is a Dwarven Forged Fighter. Uh, hi, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Lyra, the Eldarin Druid. Hi, I'm Matt, I'm playing Niall Silverman, the uh, Monk Owlin. Hello! Hello! <laughs> hello, hello everybody. Welcome to the Lost Archives. It's so lovely to see you here. We are here playing Return of the Giants, our original D&D 5th edition adventure. Joining us tonight as a special guest character is Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. No, fuck you. Um, Dave, <laughs> Dave comes to us from the Avatar Legends stream. Uh, you will probably know him as the wonderful and mischievous Arl. Um, but tonight, he is not playing an airbender. Uh, wait, are you playing an airbender? Playing a hairbender. Oh, this feels like a spoiler. Ooh, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> go too oh, deep no, into your character I'm... just yet, but I like that. <laughs> that was well done, actually. That was a good pun. Um, although, for, for those of you who can see on YouTube or on Twitch, uh, you will be able to see his character art. Um, that joke will make a lot more sense to podcast listeners in uh, in a couple of minutes. Um but yeah, Dave, so lovely to have you here joining us for D&D. Um, I know you're a, a big D&D fan and I've been, I've been forcing you to play Avatar Legends this whole time, but finally you get to roll more than one dice. It's not just the D6s, there's like seven other dice you can roll in this one. Oh, there's so many stats, I'm so excited. <laughs> Look, Avatar Legends, we, we love Avatar Legends as a system. It's very streamlined, uh, is the, the best way I can put it. Um, there's, you only roll D6s and you've got four primary stats. <laughs> so, and they it, roll It's very hard to min max. You can't min max Avatar Legends. It's impossible. Yeah, it's like yeah. There's, there's limits. You can only have a plus two as your maximum plus bonus. So it's like you really, you really can't min max Avatar Legends. But in some ways, that's kind of good. Yeah. Um, Oh my goodness. Well, look, hey, we're all here. We're all going to play some uh, Return of the Giants. Now, uh, those of you who are listening to the podcast, um, you won't be able to hear Jared's voice uh, tonight. And if you're watching on the stream or on YouTube, you won't be able to see Jared's face. Um, Jared, unfortunately, is out for tonight. Uh, obviously, he had his, uh, his knee surgery on Monday. It's gone really, really well. He's doing super, super well, but we have insisted that he actually take a bit of time to rest. Um, make sure he actually has recovered before he tries to push himself too much. So he's taking tonight off. I'm very tempted to force him to take next week off as well, just because he's had fucking knee surgery. Um, I'll do my best, but I can't stop him. So you may see Jared next week, you may not. But um, we're hoping we're hoping he takes the rest, and we're wishing him a really speedy recovery. But yeah, all all went really well. So if anyone who's worried about Jared, all has gone super super well. Um, and Andrew, who joined us for the Curse of Strahd stream on Monday night, has actually been dropping food off to him as well, doing little check-ins to make sure he's okay. So he's all oh, doing really nice. well. Yeah, because they, they live not too far away now. And um, that's that's how I know Jared, is through Jared, Andrew, and I were all players for a random D&D table. Um, where there the, you go. Yeah, we're playing, we're playing Descent into Avernus. I got to be a player uh, for three sessions, and then the DM yeah. had to go do something else. And then I think I think he moved states, and so then I took over DMing that campaign. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a record. Wow. Three sessions, three yeah. sequential sessions. I know, it almost never happens, but look, that's all right. That's crazy. That's all right. That's okay. It's fine. One day. Uh, now, um, obviously, we've got a little bit of a recap to do. We we didn't have Return of the Giants last week because a whole bunch of people were sick as well. But we're we're all back, all ready to go. I've got a really solid recap to bring us in. 
and we're going to bring Dave's character in very, very quickly. So Dave, don't don't go too far away. We're going to be bringing you in at the very beginning. So I'll do the recap and then we'll jump in. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Mistea. Four weeks ago, the city of Palin was attacked by a powerful magical force. A sinister cult set on bringing an evil betrayer god, Tiamat, into the world had launched an assault against the city. But just as all hope seemed lost and the portal to Tiamat's prison had opened, a band of heroes were able to intervene. In the process of stopping the cult's actions, however, ancient giant magic was reawakened and all across Nostea, machinery which had lain dormant for thousands of years began to power on. The giants, a race long thought lost, have returned. But this arrival has been tainted. King Mjorn of the Storm Giants, leader of the Arthing, the giant Council of Six, gave his life to defeat Tiamat and ensure his people returned home. Without their ruler though, the six giant clans have descended into chaos upon arrival, each sure of their own way and right to rule. And with the giant lands having been occupied by the other races of Nostea for generations now, tensions are high and the world seems poised on the brink. Knowing that they need new heroes, the Tempest Guild have recruited four, four? four new members to form a team with Lyra, Nauthys, Tetra, Crassus, and Niles. The group have been given a task, Travel to the town of Laspire and search for the hill giant fort recently spotted in the area. Stocking up on supplies, the group explored the markets of Oxenfurt before returning at the night hall and departing northwards by cars. We left off last session, as the group crested a small rise only a few hundred metres from the town of Laspire. Before them, they can see the town gates ajar, smoke rising from the centre of town and a large pulsing beam of light shooting up into the sky from a mysterious obsidian and metal orb. We are not going to jump back in with the players immediately. Instead, we're going to go back a day. Harry. Or I should say, Dave, would you like to introduce your character, Harry, and describe what he looks like? So there's this, um, he, he's about shoulder height, but shoulder height is the top of his ears because you have a Harrington or a rabbit folk um, <clears throat> merchant. So he's 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 he he's walking he's walking with a little bit of a a bit of a bop because that's how he walks. Um, uh, he's a brown uh, herringon with a bit of white uh, highlights across his nose. He is wearing a nice ornamental, like really well decorated robe. But it's 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 strangely functional and um, fitted. Um, he's got an ornamental cape uh, for his. Or rapier in his um in his hilt, um and he's just he's just a happy little bunny just hopping around. And I'll put your character up, up on the screen as well, really quickly, just so people can see Harry. Oh, Dave, you've just been granted advantage from Bree. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There you go. So yeah, as a as a Harangon, as a, as a rabbit folk, you are a, a bipedal rabbit um essentially a very humanoid looking rabbit um three fingers on each hand and a thumb because uh, rabbits have that hind paw uh, or like a dog does they have the, the dew claw uh, that's up the wrist a little bit that doesn't get to be a hand um long very um very muscular legs and your clothing is very travel hardened and travel uh travel safe i would say very lightweight but clearly sturdy and very protective um and quite well made, meant to last long journeys and, and provide you protection between different locations. Now, Harry, 
You have been in the area, not to the town of Laspire, but in the nearby settlements, smaller villages and towns around the outskirts, probably a, a half a day's walk. Well, yeah, half a day's walk for you. You can move quite quickly. <laughs> half a day's walk away from Laspire. Um, you had been traveling through on your way to uh, Oxenfurt, I would say, probably knowing that Oxenfurt is such a, a mercantile city, a lot of trade. In fact, most of the trade goes through Oxenfurt for the rest of Nostea. Um, you've been on your way there, maybe having completed a contract or, or maybe on your way back to find a new contract to the city of Oxenfurt. When news reached you in one of these smaller settlements, a massive fort floating in the sky had traveled over the nearby settlement, casting a long shadow before disappearing up towards the hills around Laspire. You hadn't had much opportunity to trade with the giants, but you know that their arrival back in Nostea has been troublesome. And being quite a uh, astute business bunny, oh god, that's the new one, business snake, now we've got business bunny. Being quite an astute business bunny, you realise there could be an opportunity here, potentially. If you could suss out, see what the giants are looking for, maybe there's an opportunity for a, a lucrative trade deal here. Something that you could, could investigate. And beyond that, I'd say your natural curiosity is kind of piqued by this as well. So you pack up your supplies, say goodbye to the people at the inn where you've been staying, and, and begin making your way towards Laspire, following the, the direction that the Sky Fort went in. About half a day later, as so you set off in the morning as it sort of nears around lunchtime, you see this strange pulsing light, a beam rising from the forests in front of you. And as you push through, you arrive on a small hill looking down at the town of Laspire. Smoke rising from the, uh, a number of the houses and a number of the settlements inside the town of Laspire, and the town gates ajar, the occasional ringing of a bell from a church echoing out across the land, but no sign of any people. Instead, the town seems almost still, quiet. It's then, as you glance over towards your right, you see a cart pull up at the top of a hill going down the main road before stopping, and a number of figures climbing out, also staring towards the town of Laspire, looking a bit confused. Hey, mates, this this place looks a bit a bit uh, quiet. You guys heading down there? As you guys turn around, you see a uh, how how tall did you say you were, Dave? Like five and a half feet. Uh, about the shoulder height for a man. Oh, that's on top of his ears, so he's like his head would be like one hundred and fifty centimeters, probably. Yeah, <laughs> one hundred and forty-five, one hundred fifty centimeters. Um, yeah, a, a humanoid rabbit folk, a harangon, uh, bouncing up over towards you. A bit of a spring in his step. Um, would you guys like to quickly describe your characters as well as Dave would see them? Oh, sorry, as Harry would see them. Uh, starting with Matt. <laughs> Cool. Um, so you see a uh, rather uh, large, tall, lanky uh, owlin, um, sort of snowy grey, sort of feathers colouring, wearing like these silken robes, kind of like mangles on his like uh, on his like around his feet and his hands. Quite like quite an eccentric look, I'd say, pretty exotic. Um, does have these like very like pronounced like feathers like kind of rising up from his from his face um almost in like a y shape uh, and then these two really big piercing yellow eyes um probably looking at you and the owl instinct in him is thinking like 
Oh. Oh, what is that? <laughs> is that food? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> he, he represses his urges and he's just like, oh, I, better, I better not be uh, too embarrassing in front of uh, this uh, fellow here. Ah, uh, yes, um, my name is Niles, Niles Silverwind. Um, uh, what, are you, what, what are you doing here? Oh, more importantly, that is a very nice, um, very nice coat you have there. Is it is custom made? Oh well, I, uh, I I believe it is. Yes, the uh, the Tempest Guild spared uh, no expense uh, having this commission. Oh, very nice. Um, well, I thought I'd uh, come take a look, have a squeeze, suss it out, and see what it's like down here. I've oh, well, uh, strange things about the Janes. Oh, well, um, yes. So so have we. That's that's part of why we're here, actually. Um, but please, uh, my friends, um, inter- uh, I'd be I'm, I'm rude. I should let. Let my friends uh, here uh, introduce themselves as well. Yeah, Ali, if you want to go next. Well, uh, yo, I'm I'm Lyra. Um, and if you look at Lyra, she's still got the same um, long sort of red hair that's just an absolute mess. It just is absolutely everywhere. Uh, green eyes, fair skin, freckles, the usual redheaded druid kind of trope. Um, and she's also sort of, for clothes, she's sort of got this loose-fitting, uh, draping, um, teal sort of top that leaves a fair bit of skin sort of exposed on the shoulders and arms and back. Um, and sort of coming out of that exposed skin are um, almost uh, chitinous mushroom-like plates sort of on her arms and just weird, quite literal mushrooms just sprouting out just every now and then um, in sort of a... Any random spot, pretty much. And even your armor has a bit of a, a mycelium look to it as well, doesn't it, Lyra? There's sort of like this network of strands that actually form the chest piece and part of the mm. uh, part of the pauldrons. It's the branching sort of structure. Um, mm. Looking, it's very, very organic. Um, it doesn't look like this was sort of made in a um, in an armory or anywhere, or even that she can take it off. <laughs> it's um. Well, actually, yeah, I hadn't asked that question. Well. <laughs> I was figuring it out the other day. I'm like, wait, how is she going to get her like shirt on and off and stuff? And I'm like, okay, everything is loose. <laughs> Druidcraft, just, just. Oh yeah, I'm betting. Mm. I'm Maybe. betting that Lyra doesn't have Druidcraft as a cantrip though. She absolutely does not. Ah. She does, however. Oh. I know how you think, Ellie. Oh, uh, Thorn Whip! Hey! Hey! It's so easy, isn't it? You just. Thorn Whip, Thorn Whip's just such yeah. a meme at this point. If when when you next see Yerveth, we'll have to make sure you show off Thorn Whip. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I love that. It's Harry, love that. Campaign as well. Yeah, my name's Harry, Harry Harrington from Harrington Co. For all your everyday needs for everyday things. How can I help you? Have you been here long? Um, do you know why the place is on fire? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I only just got here. Uh. I didn't do it. Ah. <laughs> That's a, rel- a relief then. <laughs> I had my suspicions about you guys. Insight check. <laughs> insight, yeah, go for it. Please, make an insight check against this uh, this lovely hair. Uh, while while you're doing that, Claire, would you like to describe your character as well? Yes, I can do that. Nine. Um, <laughs> Why are you rolling a deception check? You're not lying. You didn't do this. <laughs> Why are you rolling deception, Dave? <laughs> 
Okay, well, I guess now I guess now Dave did do this. Um, yeah, I mean, the rabbit, although with a, with a 14 insight, 10 Niles, I mean, there's something, I mean, there's something fishy about this hair. No, 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 you get the sense this hair's a very honest, lovely fellow. There's no way he was involved in any of this. Like, he, even though, like, you, even though you don't get the sense he's lying, he does come across as very, uh, uh, very innocent and very believable. Well, now, kind of, walks up to you and like looms over you with this very stony countenance like a literal stony countenance uh because they are a uh stoneforged uh which is a they look like a dwarf in every manner except physiological uh in which case they are made of stone they're covered in strange runes um which you may or may not recognize depending on background uh and their clothes are carved into their body uh and they have a large spear and a baton on their back and they wear a um brown traveling cloak as well and they they kind of come up to you and look over you and say this one is involved with the commerce that we spoke of earlier oh yes Mine, do you, you are a sturdy looking fella. Do you require monies? Uh, uh, do, you, do you require things? I sell things for monies. See, see now this is what we discussed before yeah. in, in town. This is this yeah. is this is uh, this is it. No, this one remembers the lessons that we were ah, good, good. Yes. Um except yeah, that yeah, I don't actually, have any money anymore. I've, uh, I've got I've got this. He pulls out a, a, a tub of um oil. If you uh, use it, you can make yourself nice and polished and uh, sparkle a bit. Oh. Oh. I do believe oh, they may come yeah. in handy for some of our other members here. Um, yeah. Now uh, look we'll go over and Tetra. The last member of the team. And, uh, literally made of crystals. So this like might to... come in handy. <laughs> Would you like to uh, introduce Tetra? Yes. So uh, Tetra is a um, uh, crystal ganassi. And she's at the moment she's wearing just just your general hide armor, and she's got a, a little shield slung over her back. Um, but what you do notice is at certain parts her hair is her hair is mostly crystalline, and she's got occasional areas where crystals seem to have grown through and out of her, and little bits and cracks here or there as she glistens slightly blue and slightly purple. I'd be like. And I, when you mentioned shiny, she, uh, she sort of perked up. Shiny in what way? Oh, no. This one, another ointment. This one would be better for you. This one, uh, the other one, on, on your shiny crystal glass, like, rocks, it would leave, like, a, a bit of a matte finish. This one here will make you sparkle. It's nice and clean. It's like, the guy I bought it from calls it Windex. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, it's been so great having you here tonight, Dave. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, here are some free samples. Free samples. If, if you want more, let me know. I'll, I'll look after you. I, oh, I thought yeah. for sure we were going to hear. Ah, uh, oh, it's it's derived from snakes. A special oil that we actually make from snakes. Uh, this is uh, this is my snake oil. Smells. <laughs> yeah. It smells quite strange. But the smell will disappear. That's a, a disinfectant as well, so it'll uh, it it does good. Are you saying I'm? Trust me, I'm a bunny. 
trust me, I'm a bunny. <laughs> um, and just, okay, Jared did a, an American accent for Crassus, didn't he? Yeah, like yep. a... Like, was, it, was it like a southern? Or like it's like a, a slight southern accent. Yeah, that was it for Crassus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah. last member of the party. Is Bertrand Blank. Is that the character? <laughs> Oh, it's a, it is. Uh, yeah, it's close. It's like Cassidy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's also yeah, a little bit like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's also a little bit like the voice he's using for Luther as well in um, Luther. Luther. in, in uh, Curse of Strahd. Um, uh, the last member steps out of the carriage, and you can see Dave. Uh, this is an an elf, but uh, a little bit different to most other elves you've seen. Darker purple skin with points of bioluminescent pinpricks across his um across his face, forming almost like a constellation across his skin, wearing a long flowing robe that glitters like starlight. Um, and the the armor that he's wearing seems to be very strange, this very lightweight silvery metal that's actually built into the robes. Um, and it looks like the robes actually have attachment points to wrap around and hold. And you suspect looking at him that he might be an astral elf. You've probably heard of them. You might've seen one or two before. They generally stick to the, um, up to the sky city of Volus, which is where they spend most of their time. Um, and as he steps out, he goes, oh, Krasis, nice to meet you. Uh, you said you were a merchant. You, you were coming here to trade. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I specialize in cloaks and clothing, but I do a bit of everything, really. That 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 robe you're wearing is that is that Elytrum lined? That's uh, that's very. Is that custom? Where'd you get this from? Uh, made by. Uh, by he, my... he comes over and starts like touching it to like. Feel oh, it I, I really prefer you don't just start grabbing it. Uh, the, the the metal piece is uh, aluminium. It's a special metal that the astral elves use it's very lightweight and quite strong and uh, the fabric itself uh I, I bought it on volus couldn't tell you if it's custom made or not sorry oh no oh, it's, it's very nice i'll i'll have to go to volus sometime and check it out uh they're pretty uh, yeah good luck yep <laughs> gives you a thumbs up <laughs> pops off <laughs> so i uh, was yeah I was just gonna say, is the town still actively burning sort of while we're all talking? So there's no no there's no there's well, no I was signs. Just that. I should say there's no signs of any out of control fires. Um what you can see is some some smoke rising from what looks to be the town square where this massive orb is sitting, this giant obsidian and uh and oh, metal gosh, orb. Yeah. It's probably about the size of a house. So it looks to be probably like 20, 30 meters across. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's it's quite large, and it seems to be sitting high, a little bit sunken into the earth, maybe one fifth sunken into the ground, right in the center of town. And it it stands out because it is the, the eye is drawn to immediately by this pulsing beam of light that occasionally shoots up from the center of it, pushing up into the sky. And as you look up and follow one of these pulses, you can see the clouds around have actually split in a circle. Um, and are forming this almost like a ring around this of clear sky as it fires up towards the sky. So, what do you reckon that's doing? Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, perhaps we should have a closer look at that. It doesn't seem normal. No, I would think not. No. Mind, mind yeah. if I take along with you? Give it a bit of a suss it out? Yeah, always more the merrier. Sure. Unless you're going to try and kill us. You're not going to try and do that, are you? 
Can I roll a deception check? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to answer Madison first. Believe you anyway. Answer, answer first, and then I'll decide whether or not you need a deception. No, check. no, I'm I'm a humble merchant. I, w- yeah, I would not do then that. You better roll a deception check then. <laughs> you want me to roll? Well, you just—I mean, technically, what you said then wasn't a lie. So no, yes. you're okay. Sus. I, players, players know this. Your characters do not. <laughs> as you, as everyone, yeah, that is true. That's true. As you, as you get back into the cart, um, Harry, there is room for you inside the cart. It's quite spacious inside. As you, as you climb on in and get comfy, the inside of the cart is is quite plush. The seats are very nice leather. There's a, a little table in the center where you can put some things if you if you were eating or drinking. There's little uh, recessed sections to hold mugs, or flagons, or glasses. And uh, at the front, um, where the wagon would normally be driven by someone, instead you can see these almost like clockwork spheres that have half opened and are pulling the cart forward with these like mechanical legs. Uh, and there's no seat for a driver <laughs> up the top. But when you climb inside, you can see there is this um, almost like a control wheel for a ship coming down from above um, that has a series of, of knobs and dials attached to it. And as you get on in, you notice as Krasis leans forward and starts fiddling with it, and then the cart, with a very subtle lurch, starts forward again, heading down the road. This is, this is, this is, whoa. What is this? Rather impressive, isn't it? Yeah. We Uh, don't know. Yes, we're still sort of trying to figure it out. We were given it by our employers, and all I know is that that wheel at the top there spins the carriage, but not all the way around. I still think it'd be more efficient if it just rolled like just like a giant snowball. I mean, sure, absolutely. We should definitely try it sometime. We should take the wheels off and just put it on a thing and just. Push. Uh, I, I really don't That's think we should be. Happen. I really don't think we should be mucking around with this. I don't know a lot about this Griswold, but he, he seems like he designs things very specifically. And... Oh, let, let's be tell oh, yes, definitely Griswold would be would be horrified if we tampered with his things. He'd be furious. It would be great. <laughs> Uh, yes, it would be rather humorous. You were you asking, you asking before if my cloak was custom made? No, but I think this carriage is custom made, and I, and I, I suspect that we probably don't want to mess around with it too much. Yeah, I can't say I've seen one of these before. This is uh, yeah, this is rather rather unique. Hmm. With that, the cart trundles on for about five minutes before coming to a stop. I want oh, to yeah. try some oil, the free oil. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me, when you say try it, do you just get a bit out with your hands, just start applying it to the stone? Oh, there's exterior? an applicator on the on the thing. There's like oh. a, a, like a, oh. like a, Harry doesn't skimp. He sells quality products. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I also am quite curious. Yeah. Does it cure everything? Does it cure like bites and, and things like? Does it mean shiny? No, no, it, it's just a polisher. So it just, it just, uh, it just cleans up any abrasions and makes it nice and smooth. We have some abrasions, but now we'll like get the their wrist and like put it on the wrist, and you can see like this very ancient flaky paint comes off, and underneath there are some like precious gems. Now, like, oh, we haven't seen this for a very long time. <laughs> what is that gem? I have only seen this. This is. We don't know. That is 
development. Are you made of these? Uh, some of them are around. In, just, in, okay. We're just a bit dusty. Oh. It's good stuff. Well, maybe our friend here, Harry, might be able to hook you up, so to speak. They would need a little Windex. <laughs> the, the first one's always free, right, Dave? But then after that... I've got a subscription-based uh, subscription based oil service. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it gets delivered to your door once a month. Yep. <laughs> we take away the empty bottles. Yeah. <laughs> if you prefer a friend, you get one bottle free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hashtag not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> don't know why you suddenly kiwi. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> clearly, clearly. <laughs> you wouldn't happen to have an oil there that's a little bit more uh, um, appropriate for this for my feathers. That oil there looks a bit thick. I don't want it to to, to break my. Yes, no, no, you should not use that oil on your feathers. This, the, the bits are for like polishing, so it's got little abrasives in it. Oh, you, yeah, you don't want that for your fine, fine plumage. Uh, try yeah, these. Okay. Um, like, uh, more like, uh, oh, wash, use this, it's like a shampoo, and you'll just make it a more, uh, fussy and more aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, mm, yes. Do you mind if I have a look? Yes, yes, here's a free sample. Oh, full of the free samples. You're going to give my friend now here a, a, a strange uh, uh, concept of, 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 of trading general e-commerce. I, I only taught her a couple of days ago the whole system of giving money and receiving an item, but you've just thrown all of that out with these free samples. True, you've completely disrupted my system of thought. <laughs> Doesn't well, mean that well, now uh, you can always ask for a free sample first, and then just—I mean, hey, you might get lucky. Commerce has evolved a lot since the fundamentals from uh, from a while ago, so it's how we have to stay in business. No one's going to try it if they have to buy it. Are you planning on giving these to the giants? Because we've been looking for a present. Well, I was planning to sell it. They'll use a lot. They're the giants, after all. Hmm, that is a good question. Do you, do you have a, a, a large supply of this? The giants are quite large. You would need a lot well, of it. I'm, I'm just a humble robot. I can only carry so much with me. I I was hoping to set up a supply line and uh, uh -huh. bring it in by the by the lot. Oh, that's right. A lot of the stock I can't I can't afford to hold in a, in, a, in a warehouse myself, so it has to be on consignment. Well, if, if things fail here, you could always speak to uh, to House Silverwind. We were looking for a um, for some business in the city, um, but now I'm here on an adventure. So <laughs> that went well. I it's hope true. I hope the House Silverwind, uh, my employees, aren't too uh, annoyed with me. Um, yes, that is not going oh. to be a very good conversation to have later on. You have uh, but I will deal with that later. Oh, I'll, I'll help you. I'll, I'll help you, Bruv. Do you, have, do you have a business card for Silverwind? Oh, well, I actually... I, I, in fact, I do! <laughs> uh, just one moment! <laughs> and, uh, Niles will very excitedly pull out of his, uh, his, his business cards that he spent most of his money <laughs> on. Aha! And he pulls out his, like, this immaculately designed, very meticulously designed, uh, Silverwind business card, um, and hands it over. Ooh. 
this is this is fine work. I'll uh, I'll reach out to uh, where where are the beast? The, the the business card doesn't cover the address. Oh, um, uh, the the house of the wind. Uh, we're just 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 not too far from from Palin. Um, about a about a day's walk west. I'll keep this in mind. Thank you very much. Uh, now, you, you really should tell your employers at some point that you've joined an adventuring team, just as a, just as an FYI. At the very minimum, so that they don't send out a search party, assuming that you've been mugged and left the dead somewhere. I mean, things just escalated very quickly. Um, <laughs> I haven't had a chance, um, but perhaps we could send an app. Uh, if we come across any of the uh, Aracocra messaging guild, I'm, I'm sure we could we could pay for a letter for you, Nas. I mean, you could have even just left them a, a letter back in Oxenfurt, or... That, uh... that would have made sense. I was just very excited, um, as you might have imagined, um, joining the Tempest Guild. I mean, come on. Um, but I'll deal with that all later. It's, I'm sure it won't be a problem. <laughs> yes, why, why, why leave tomorrow? To, 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 why do today what you can leave till tomorrow? Indeed. Hmm. I'm sure As we say that, Tetra, the cart, <laughs> stumbles to a stop, <clears throat> almost suddenly. And as you peer out the windows, you can see that the two mechanical apparatus that, that pulled this have actually <laughs> gone back up and formed into perfect spheres in front of the cart. The legs being pulled in, the cart seems perfectly stationary. Um, Krasis like, taps the dial a bit and goes, uh, well, either we're here... Or something's happened to the cart. I think we should go have a look around. Sure. I look at Lyra. Did you touch the cart? <laughs> uh, yes, but it was about five minutes ago, and so it's probably not from when I was trying to take this little panel out just here. I mean, these tinker tools just work so well to get the panels off. I mean, <laughs> Lyra, please put the panel back on, please. please. <laughs> Like, as she, like, sort of climbs out of the carriage, um, she probably just, like, whacks it back in place like you do sort of, like, an old-school locker where you've figured out the right spot to <laughs> unlock it by just hitting it. <laughs> as the panel goes back in, Crassus looks up expecting the lights to turn back on again. Nothing happens. As he taps it a few more times, he goes, well, either you broke it or it had nothing to do with you. <laughs> exactly. That was my point. So are we going to check out the sword thing or not? I think Lyra's probably already, like, out the carriage and... It could have also been the orb thing. We have no idea what that does. Mm, oh, yeah, the orb. That's a valid point. Orb? Orb, like, no. orb communication? Orb no. communication. As you step out of the carriage, Lyra, and, and as the others follow, the town that stands before you is very quiet. Almost deathly quiet. The occasional ringing of the bell is the only real sound in the town, apart from this very low drone that you can occasionally hear that lines up perfectly with the pulses of light emerging from the sphere. The palisade gate that hangs open is wide. There are no guards standing at the gates, and one of the uh, gate hinges is actually moving ever so slightly, the gate swinging very gently in the breeze as you begin looking around. I'm going to bring you across to a map. Ooh. A map. First map. First map. First map of the campaign. And I'll oh stream across. To see, like, just a very little, a little bit of insight. Um, yeah. d 
does it sort of look like it's the town's being like abandoned for like days, hours, like Ooh. is it sort of like a rough gauge on how long ago this chaos may have sort of happened? CSI the situation. Could you make me could you make me any check? Is the best Or survival. Or survival. Hell yeah. Um is it rolling? Oh. No rolling. Oh, it's a 25. Oh, no. There you go. Oh, That's a nice start. Hell um, yeah. Wow. As you have a bit of a look around the entrance where you are standing, Lyra, the thing that immediately draws your attention, the thing that immediately piques your interest is, yeah, you can definitely see there are a number of tracks, a mixture of footprints, cart prints um, that appear to be muddying the area around the gate and as you have a bit of a look around with a natural 20 for a total of 25 um you can see sections of wood where the gate has actually been slammed into by something but not from the outside coming in from the inside heading out these sections of wood that have been splintered off as if something heavy was used to ram the gate open and then stuff has continually bumped into it on on its way out of the gate. The footprints that leave the town start down the road and then very quickly turn towards the west as if trying to get around away from the main road and the town itself. As you follow the footprints, you estimate maybe anywhere between 60 to 100 people hurriedly move through and it's hard to tell because the ground is so trampled as soon as it leaves that cobbled highway you track for a little bit heading around following the tracks and the deep grooves where carts have dug in suggest that the carts some of them were heavily loaded some were lightly loaded some were pulled by horse some were pulled by people with a natural 20 you get the sense that a lot of people left this town very quickly taking whatever they could carry as quickly as they could when we were coming in on that cobblestone highway, did we pass sort of the spot, like go over the spot where they all sort of turned off the highway and suddenly off track? Exactly right. It looks like that happened while you were all in the cart. It only happens a few metres away from the town gate. As you walk past the cart, sure enough, as you get round the back of the cart and walk a little bit further down the pathway away from the town gates, you can see this, this section where the tracks immediately turn off. And it's not all together. It looks like it happened quite chaotically. You can see some turn towards the east, but then deviated back and headed towards the west, as if the people were trying to stick together, but something was causing a bit of a panic. Yeah, so she's, she starts to describe all this to everyone. She's um almost sort of like walking around um like a Sherlock Holmesy kind of thing. Like she doesn't have a magnifying glass, but she's, you know, absolutely pretending that she does have one. Um, and, um, as she's sort of doing it, she'll sort of bend down and touch the mud and pick it up and, uh, yep, yep, nope, that's, uh, about a little bit ago, uh, a lot of people have come Ooh. through here, um. Did you learn that one from Yerveth? No, no, um, back when I died, um, I couldn't really actually eat a lot, but you could smell a bunch of oh. stuff, like, so it turns out mushroom spores, really, really distinctive smell, um. Ooh. Very, very interesting thing to pick up there if you can. And, uh, and she's um, she's like sort of pointing out these spots um, to everyone as she's sort of like walking around. But I'm wondering the the way that these people have sort of all 
split up. It's it's chaotic, but they've changed direction so so rapidly and panic people don't do that without a reason. I mean, like, you know, if there's something over here that's trying to kill you, you don't care if you're running to the left or to the right unless there's something that's also trying to kill you in that, you know, other direction. That's first. I mean, we passed the area there. I I didn't see anything that looked like it would, you know, cause a group of 60 to 100 people to suddenly, you know, change direction and go off the path. I mean, I mean, the the footsteps that are down, are they all the same size or are they anything bigger? I see what you're getting at. Uh, mostly uh. humanoid. Um, you can pick out some uh, booted footprints that could be human, elf, dwarf, some that could be halfling, gnome, or child. Um, a few paw prints that could belong to Tabaxi or Leonin, maybe. Um, <laughs> looks like a lot of different people leaving very quickly. A number of hoof prints as well um, that clearly belong to horses, donkeys, or uh, or mules. Hard to sort of tell just from the hoof prints, but... Um, yeah, no, no giant uh, mm. footprints uh, is what I think you're getting at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in how, how tall? How tall is the Palisade wall? The wall itself is about three meters tall, um, okay. and it's a combination of stone and wood. The lower bases appear to be um, almost uh, like mud brick stone, where they've had all these large river stones that have been set in this clay and then a palisade wall with sharpened sticks rising up from that. Okay. You can tell looking at them, though, Niles, that the palisade wall was probably built quite a while ago, and a number of the spikes don't look that sharp. You get the sense that they've been eroded. You can see water stains, um, some termite damage to certain areas around the wood. I'd probably say Lyra with her natural 20s pointing this out. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, some, I guess no, no, yeah. Niles is probably thinking like he might like try and fly up and get a better view of the city from the top of the Palisade Wall. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How, how tall did you say they were, sorry? Three meters. Mm. Which is 10 feet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bit more, about 15 yeah. feet, I think, roughly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, sort of like 14 to 16 feet, somewhere in there. Yeah. Where, where did you say they all turned? You said they just back behind um, here, just about this spot. Um, she sort of points, like exactly, sort of. Mm. You know, like it's look at the the tracks. I mean, it's no. Okay. Oh, I see it now. I see it now. Uh, looking around that area where where um, where she's saying the turn. So say the tracks coming down this way, and then yeah. they've done a shift to the side, right? So let's let's yeah. use north and south to help out the podcast listeners. So yeah, the village lies to the oh, north yeah. of you right now. You're at the southern gate. Well, the, the southern tracks, gate. They're coming yeah. down from the north to the south, yep. and they've moved to the to the right the or west. the left. Uh, the moved to the west. It looks like some headed to the east, and then they have now oh, rejoined okay. the west. So, there was a, there's so, a bit of a split. Yeah. All right. So, that, so that's the northwest. So if you start heading down like sort of southeastish. Yeah. If, if they're turning away from something, that would sort of be the area that you assume the yeah, thing would be. Exactly. But as you head over that way, Tetra, and have a bit of a look, would you like to make me an investigation perception or a survival check? I think I'll follow on and do a survival again. Well, actually, no, I might do a perception. Just to yeah, mix. My, my favorite thing right now is that because this is all completely original, these guys have no idea what to expect. It's true. But I'm loving it. 
Yeah, because we did so much. Oh, no, no. More, more but like with Tyranny of Dragons, yeah. you know there's going to be cultists. You know yeah, there's yeah. going to be dragons. Like, you know there's yeah. going to be a bit of both. Iconic, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, to be fair, giants. Return of the Giants. That's the fair. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, 11 Tetra. As you have a bit of a look around, I mean, you're looking for any signs of danger, but really you don't find much of anything that you would expect to find. There's no giant footprints. There's no scorch marks as if there was a fire or anything like that across the grasslands or the woodlands. I mean, the, the area around the town is grasslands for about 80 meters on all sides before it hits densely, a densely forested area again. And you can see where a number of the, the woodland borders have been felled and harvested for lumber. But there's really no signs of anything, no massive footprints, no um, tracks that you can discern that are out of the ordinary. With a perception of 11, you probably spot some signs of deer tracks along the grassland. Maybe um, as you sort of walk along, you actually spy a small fox sniffing the air near the forest that takes flight as soon as it sees you back into the protection of the woods. It's pretty quiet, pretty clear. Uh, what was your question, Harry? That was a good question. Yep. Can I um? Can I just like use my big long, adorable bunny ears to, <laughs> to listen if there's anyone like watching us and like just looking around using my senses? Like, yeah, absolutely. Make me make me a perception check. Absolutely. They hear breathing. Is someone hiding? So one of the survivors maybe is still hiding in the area. Yeah. Yeah. Let's that see. is a nat twenty. Natural twenty. Ooh, another nat twenty. What the? What is 20. Yeah, that's right. I come back. So <laughs> how much did you? How much did you pay the Roll20 staff tonight, Dave? It's my lucky rabbit's foot. I have two. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, making you, I'm gonna make you roll that with disadvantage for that joke. No, 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 no. Um, Natural 20 for 25. Dave hasn't even fucking needed his advantage yet. We're not gonna forget that you've been gifted that by the stream, but you, don't, you haven't even needed it yet. Um, natural 20 for 25. There is something you can hear below that low hum. There's a a mechanical sound, almost like the sound of clockwork or, or gears occasionally ticking, but coming from inside the town. It's, it's very faint, but occasionally you hear the sound of metal scraping on wood or metal scraping on stone, followed by this sort of clockwork sound of, of gears, like tick, 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 and then like this hush of steam release. And then occasionally the sound of Almost what sounds like a saw coming from inside the town. E, hey, bruvs, uh, inside I hear a, I hear. A... <laughs> Sorry, I was. <laughs> I just was expecting like, oh, guy, we probably want to head away from the coast. We're going to be beached as bruvs. Wow, this sounds like there's a. Um, Noise. It almost sounds like a ticking noise on the inside, and uh, and something like letting off like steam. Uh, I have never heard anything like it. Oh, there it is again. Oh, um, there it is again. See, you can see Harry's ears sort of like twisting in time to listen, doing that uh, oh, very yeah, sort right. of rapid movement rabbits do with their ears when they're actively hearing. From Niles's perch up on the wall, looking into the city, what can he see? Yeah, I was about to get to you, Niles. Don't worry. As you flap on up gracefully up onto the walls, whoo, yeah. as you get on up um, and perch, uh, as you look into the town, immediately what strikes you is how much damage has been done to mm. the centre. Looking in, you can see a number of buildings have been reduced to rubble. Large sections of houses shop fronts all around the center of the town square 
have just been caved in and almost like demolished. There's not enough debris to like that's still there that would indicate what has caused this. It looks like the, the, the houses, like at first you think maybe they collapsed, maybe some sort of horrific earthquake did this or something like that. But the more you look, the more it occurs to you that the debris here is, there's not enough debris, stuff's missing. And to your eyes as well, looking in, you can also see sections of almost like this this glowing magma, orange yeah. glow rising from the ground. And as you, as you peek up and glance over, you can see there's a few veins of magma around the edge of this sphere that's in the center of town. What's more startling though, is that immediately next to you, and as you look left and right along the town walls, most of the houses seem to be fine. There's no damage visible at all. In fact, it seems to be almost tightly contained to the very center of the town. Um, yes, uh, this doesn't seem right, friends. Um, I'm seeing some molten magma, and this, the town seems like it's been almost disassembled, I, I think. Disassembled or just destroyed? I mean, it's it seems to it, it seems too methodical. But the, the, the houses below me are completely intact, but the, the houses in the middle seem to be missing pieces and parts. I mean, that generally happens when a giant explosion goes off somewhere. No, 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 but but the parts should be, there should be enough, you know, uh, th- th- no, th- this doesn't seem right. There should be more ruin. There should be more debris. Are they building something? Hmm. Hmm. Who nice. are they? Could you make me a perception check, please? Uh, yeah. What is this? Are you fucking kidding me? Is there going to be any mystery left for the next few sessions? Like, I've got a whole thing planned in this town. Uh, Niles, from your perch on top of the palisade wall staring in, you have a very clear view. And as you turn around to talk to the party, your eyes very carefully honed... um, Hundreds of thousands of millions of years of evolution have led to the creation of your incredibly sensitive and powerful ocular system. And as you turn your head, because you can't move your eyes independently because you're an owl, (laughs) as you turn your full head, you catch just this hint of movement and flash of light at the corner of your vision. And as you immediately whip your head back around and focus in, tilting your head to get a better understanding of depth perception, fun fact, that's how owls do it, um you're able to spy what looks to be almost like an ant, but as large as a dog, scuttling across the ground over near one of where the houses have been demolished, clutching a large section of wood in its mouth. It appears to be made of brass or bronze. It's large metallic mandibles clutching this section of wood easily, uh, probably 200 plus kilos that it's just carrying easily in these mandibles. and it's skittering along the ground, the metallic legs making this very faint clashing noise as it scrambles over the pile of stones that was probably once a shed or an outhouse as it carries this hunk of wood back towards the giant metal sphere. As it reaches the top and begins going back down, there's this as a bit of steam hisses out the side of its uh, abdomen. Um, uh, Nard's going to flutter back down again. <laughs> And he's just gonna look and go. Um, I, I, I just, I just saw a, a metal ant, um, a, oh. as big as a dog. 
Oh. Yes. Um, a metal ant? A metal, yes. A metal ant. Or maybe made of brass or copper. I don't know. But it had steam coming out of its neck and it was carrying a piece of wood, taking it back to the sphere. I, I don't know what that could be. What is that? A giant ant's nest? But, but uh, I don't know of any ants that are made of metal. Just be a new species of ant. I mean, maybe the giants when they came back, they had some uh, stowaways, and you know they they got out. But you think they giants died ants? That makes sense. Giants I... have done weirder things. No, it's... That's true. I think it's probably time we went in there and had a little look around. Perhaps. I, I think so. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. At least, we, at least we know what we're up against. Given that's given that we given that we don't really know what happened to these people or the things around, did you want me to? Have a bit of a look around the area here, just in case. Maybe stay with the cart for a moment, and then join you inside. That's much better. Sounds like a plan. Just, I don't want to leave this thing here, inactive and 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 unworking, in case something happens to it. I, I well, don't. I don't fancy the walk back. The ants might back. might take the cart. Uh, that I am not letting that happen. Pull it to pump like pumpkin. I Griswold will cut our balls off. No, I'm not letting that happen. Those yes. of us who have them. Those who don't, he but would we, magically create them and then cut them off, I'm sure. But we could let Griswold know that we found some metal ants. I'm sure he'll find that very That might distract him somewhat. That is a good point. But maybe I should stay with the cart just for the moment, and then I'll make sure I can stash it somewhere safe. Maybe I could cut down some of these trees and branches around us and make a bit of a cover for it. It sounds like a plan. Yeah, the giant metal ball um, will definitely be easily blended into the environment. Look, I, I don't need your <laughs> sass, Lyra. I, I'm just hey. trying, to, trying to offer a solution. If you've got a better one, you can share it. Cross well, I mean, is a very smart individual, I'll have you know. I mean, if we don't come back, you could get one of the uh, the smaller spheres, launch it like a giant cannonball. Hopefully that'll do a bunch of damage when it inevitably explodes. And then we get some of these mechanical ants, hook them up to the carriage for the way back so we still don't have to walk. I, 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 I'm sure that I'm very capable of, of doing something like that. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh. yeah, thanks. On that, I'm gonna I think we should uh, go see what these ads are all about. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh, hop to it. Oh, you've got a whole bunch of these, don't you, Dave? I knew what I was getting myself into when I said Dave, uh, Dave was going to join us. I knew what I was getting. Uh, brilliant. As you guys walk forwards and begin moving into the town, um, exactly what I described to Niles is what you see as well. The buildings on either side as you step in are untouched. As far as you can tell, you can see that the the buildings seem to be in good condition. Um, there are signs that definitely there was a bit of an exodus that happened quite quickly. You can see that uh, doors still hang open. There are some scattered possessions in the front yard of some of these townhouses that line the entrance to the village. But... Apart from that, the houses look untouched. But looking towards the centre, you can see a number of houses that have just been obliterated by something. And sure um, enough, as Niles points out the ants, you can now start to see large numbers of them. One, two, three, then five, then ten, then twenty, whoa. then thirty, scuttling whoa. around the ruins, picking up sections of stone, wood metal and carrying them back towards this sphere um owen hello 
from here, does it look as though the ball has come out of the ground or if it's like landed down? That's a very good question. It's half sunk into the earth. So it's hard to know whether or not it has been dropped onto the ground or whether it has risen from the ground itself. Mm. It's hard to know from here. You reckon if you got a bit closer and had a bit of a look around, okay. you might be able to, to get a bit of an understanding, but cool. yeah, hard to know just by looking at it. Um, Harry, you wanted to check out that area there? The, the group yeah, of Harry immediately goes through the houses because he's like, he sees there's a lot of cover there. So he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so this is like out of the open. Rabbits don't like being out in the open. That's fair. <laughs> this is a group of three townhouses clustered together in a, a little grouping just over towards the west of the town gate as you enter in, only about 10 metres from the actual entrance to the uh, entrance to the town. And as you head on over, you can see that the door to the two-storey townhouses, one of them's been knocked off the hinges entirely. The others are open, just flapping in the wind. As you have a bit of a peek inside, Harry, the inside appears empty. There's um, still some furniture and things like that, but... Just looking inside from the outside, you don't see any signs of anything suspicious. Your rabbit ears don't pick up anything suspicious, any noises <clears throat> coming from inside. It just seems to be empty. Uh, Lyra, your question. That's a good question. Um, so as she's sort of looking around, um, do I see, like, is there a specific material that's being harvested? So sort of, you know, is have the screws been stripped out of the wooden planks or... The wooden planks taken, but the metal fastening sort of left behind. Or did they, did they go for the copper wiring? I'll get a good deal for this boy. I don't yeah. you worry. Uh, no, as you as you have a as you have a look, Lyra, um, and with Niles pointing out the ants, um, you can see that each of the ants looks to be carrying one type of material at a time but there doesn't seem to be any discrimination. Some are carrying wood, some are carrying stone, some are carrying metal. Some are even carrying, like, there's, there's one ant you see that's walking past with a bundle of what looks to be um, vegetables, fresh vegetables that have been taken from a garden. You guys are really confused now. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, guys, the one thing actually though, before we do get a little bit closer to these ants, there are a lot of them, and if they gang up on us, we are so screwed. Um, I'm not sure if fighting is going to be the way out of this one. That's fair, fair call. That's understandable. I also don't know how much damage I can do to a metal, metal. As you say that, Lyra you hear a bit of a scuttling coming from over where Harry is and from behind one of the townhouses emerges one of the metal ants. It walks right past you without even acknowledging you, clutching what looks to be a clay pot between its mandibles. As it walks, you hear this as it seems to be powered by steam and clockwork. It walks right past the party. As it gets up towards now this, it just up, turns a little bit to the right, and goes around Nowthys, without acknowledging them at all. And as it continues on towards the metal sphere, um, it makes this clacking noise, this sort of like a, a the sound of, of metal plates dinging together, creating this hollow ringing noise, and you watch as two more ants emerge, walking from the sphere towards it, from the area where the sphere is towards it, and they again walk right past you, moving inside the house, 
You watch as one of them begins taking apart a couch inside one of the open doors while the other seems to be busying itself with some sort of metal stove. It's massive mandibles peeling the metal door off like it's not there at all before crunching it up and compacting the metal into almost like a cube shape. Hmm. Uh, well, at we least they don't look like they're uh, too uh, fussed by us. No, they don't. Is that hmm. somehow more scary? Well, I mean, sure. I mean, but... what... Something clearly scared all the villagers off, but I mean, if they weren't being directly engaged by the ants, then there must be something more terrifying than, like, a million mechanical ants descending into, you know, as dis assembling well, your city. I mean, if, if we think about how ants work, generally, they have their little workers, and then they have the bigger ones that do the fighting, so maybe these are just the workers. And if so, then, yeah, they'll ignore us unless, you know, where it's something they want to collect, with sort of side-eyes nowadays. I mean, having said that, these workers, like, they, they're picking up this these large items with, with no trouble at all. I, uh, I shudder to think what the soldier class of these creatures are. They would be quite formidable. I think that probably would. But I... Unless we disrupt them or try to stop them doing what they're doing, I think we'll probably be okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Should we try and get a little closer and see if we can figure out where they're taking all these things? I would sure. like to have a look at the, at the orb. Yes, that is yeah. rather... Uh, yes, let's have a look at the orb. I think maybe just don't touch it. Ah. Or, or be aggressive. But it's right there. Wind spells. Um, wind magic or ability to move air. I mean, normal oh. ants communicate with pheromones. Um, do, do these things have chemical pheromones? Maybe. Can we blow I don't know, but I, I, I can do this. And John should put a hand down on the um, on the ground and just start, start molding earth. So what it is, is um, she'll uh, cause the magnetic resonance in her hand to sort of pick up and find the magnetic resonance in the earth and start just sort of pulling it up in a little spire out of the earth. Nice. So I, I like think that a lot. It. That's some cool flavor, Michael. That's really like cool. That. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's really going to be enough to disrupt the, um, the fairy moons, but... I mean, if they start blasting at us, if we could get some cover, that'd be absolutely awesome. I get behind the walls. <laughs> I'll go have I can a, make have little a tiny walls. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, think that you might be overestimating these things. These things look... They, they do not look... They look mechanical. They might be programmed rather than what is this pheromones you speak, but mm. it's biological, they look to me. I'm with Nows. Nows on that one. We would normally agree, but someone has taken some great care to... I mean, at the very least, these things look exactly like the ants that, you know, live here in Astea, just, you know, obviously mechanical and much, much bigger, but... Well, we look look like the dwarves from which we were made. This may have been a great dwarven artisan who made these ants. Perhaps it was a large ant man who made these ant workers in his visage. A metal man. Some sort of in queen. Ah, yes. I am iron ant man. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start our own universe. (laughs) Well, 
I, I can go have a closer look and then come back if you like. I'm, stay a I'm pretty stealthy. Would you like a lift, Harry? I could, I could fly you over there. Uh, <laughs> Niles, yeah. Niles, what's your strength? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your strength, right, Niles? Uh, I am a small creature, technically. Uh, Niles, so. I need you to make a, uh, a deception check as you offer to carry uh, Harry, uh, which you, you are physically unable to do. Oh. <laughs> I, I take another look at Harry and I'm like, uh, I'll second thought, maybe not. Yeah, look, Ribbit's not like really being carried uh, like that. It's uh, oh, oh, back from the days when we used to be grabbed by uh, Aarakocles from the. Just wanna, just wanna, just wanna yes. add that while you may look like rabbits, you're not evolved rabbits. Harangon, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not like rabbits that have just been like no, we, affected by I mean, some crazy cousins, fey magic. Our little cousins, the rabbits. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. All right. All right. You, you can f- you can have... feel a spiritual cousinship slash kinship yeah. with rabbits. That's fine. <laughs> Perhaps That's that would be a little bit disrespectful. Sorry, do, I, I rescind that offer. Do any of you others good at uh, hiding as well want to come with me? I am pretty stealthy. You try, but I thought, yeah. I don't know. Is it wise to split the party? I mean, I mean, well, but you'll be able to see us. We'll just be. Able we to can run. come running back. I, I'm very sister. good at running. Mm. Even we I'm very good at flying. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> 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 Alrighty. Make his name. So, let's do it. So Niles, Harry, and I think Lyra's going to stealth, like sort of get some stealth. She's going to sort of hide in shadows and stuff, but sort of try and be like a half waypoint almost, like you know, sort of so she can see them if something happens to them. She can look back at the others and go like, "Hey, we need to like you know just sort of yeah, just so there's no like." Cut-offs kind of thing between. Perfect. Easily done. I'm not, I'm not really stealthy. I'm more shiny. <laughs> yeah. Shiny. Uh, so Harry and now this. I'm going to not Harry and now this. Sorry, Harry and Tetra. I'm going to need stealth checks. No, not oh, Harry and Tetra. And Harry and Niles. Niles. I'm going yeah. to need stealth checks from you, please. Uh, yep. Um, so yeah, I see. You see Harry take his um, ornamental cloak off and he spins it around, and the other side is just like a black, black. Oh, that's cool. Very, yeah, like a very weathered, dark grey, black. Yeah, that's uh, so like dyed cloak. Yeah. Alrighty, eleven for Niles, sixteen for Harry. As the two of you crouch low, there's not really a lot of places you can hide as you leave the safety of the townhouses and begin moving towards the ruined section of town in the very centre. There's not any cover, and so you're more relying on moving quickly and at the right time to avoid being spotted. As the two of you sprint across the center uh, and move <laughs> towards the edge of the town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both of you moving very, very quickly, I should add. Um, you arrive at the edge of what looks to be, maybe was once a home or once a, a, a house or something like that. Over to your right towards the east, you can see clearly what is a small chapel. And every so often you hear the dong as a bell up high oh, yeah. moves in the wind and rings ever so slightly. Over to the north, uh, northeast of where you are, as you move into position, you can see what looks to be maybe maybe what was once a graveyard. Um, the actual area there has been really destroyed. There are skeletal remains and destroyed tombstones opened, mm. ac- lying oh, across wow. disturbed mounds of earth. 
um, the, the edge of the crater where probably the, the town square and maybe some other buildings was once stood has just gone. The, the old graveyard, yeah, destroyed, disturbed, uprooted. Large tunnels in the earth emerge around the crater and into the graveyard from where you stand. Uh, don't like this, Harry. Yeah, this is a bit uh, messed up. Don't like this uh, one bit. Yep. Uh, can we see any organics? Anything like weeding ants or any what? Sorry. Any organic creatures that aren't mechanical ants? Uh, I, so there's still there's still trees that have been undamaged mm. uh, just on the other side of the graveyard over towards. Uh, over towards the the northeast of where you are is uh, what clearly was a park. Um, there are some trees, a, a pond with a small uh, river slash stream connecting it on on the back of the church, uh, where some pathways curve around, and you can see um, benches and things like that. Yeah, you can see a few birds moving through the trees. There's there's signs of other life here. In fact, there's a few flies that are already buzzing around sections of the destroyed houses. Um, but apart from that not much else and this close to the sphere the area between you and it is just covered in these crawling moving ants as i said yeah about the size of a small dog made of metal pincers carrying you can see some are carrying goods others seem to be forming almost like a defensive perimeter looking around occasionally clicking their jaws with this beat this and um, as a bird flies past, one of the ants as the bird swoops down and moves away. Well, this seems a bit shit. Uh, uh, he waves you, can the also, you can also hear a dog barking from somewhere in the town. And as you turn, you see a, a dog sprint out from behind one of the houses, moving very quickly towards the town gate, uh, seemingly disturbed. Tail between his legs. No, just um, just just rattled. Not Not terrified, just rattled. Harry waves the others over. Brilliant. As the rest of you begin moving up next to Harry and Niles, you hear almost what sounds like the snipping of scissors, for this very loud metal on metal, and then this and then silence from the church as you hear the sound of this bell crashing down from above and smashing somewhere below inside the church. If we look at the bell tower, can we see an ant that just, like, no, slipped it off? but you do see a flash of metal as something ducks below the lip. Um, could I have everyone's <clears throat> passive perceptions? Anyone above a 15? I'm going to go with uh, Inclusive of 15? Or 15, yeah, 15. 15, 15 and above? Yeah. Yep. Meets it, beats it. That's the rule of D and D. If it Fourteen. Meets it, beats it. Fourteen. Oh, Niles, so close. So um, close. Lyra and Harry, you mm -hmm. catch and, and Tetra. Oh, and Tetra too. Sorry, Tetra. Oh, nice. Lyra, Harry, and Tetra. You catch what looks to be almost like this segmented, elongated metal, almost like a worm-like appearance. This elongated, segmental metal cylinder topped by this very strange three-pronged metal spike that dips below. Well, it sounds, uh, that's a bit gross. So in answer to your question, Lyra in chat, any signs of polymorphism? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys okay. want to check out the church? I mean, that's the first thing that's actually reacted to us, so... Either we go yeah. to it or it'll come to us, probably. Yeah. The destroyed house right in front of you, with a very slow-grown part of the roof that's still intact, slowly falls inward and collapses, and you watch as two ants begin dragging what was clearly some sort of supportive structural beam out from under the rubble. And then together, using their pincers, cut it in half, each picking up a section of the beam and moving back towards the giant um, metal sphere. As we're sort of just staying there and, like, watching all of this happening, yeah. is there, like, a pattern or any sort of, like, order to what they're actually taking? Yes. Or is it just completely random? Oh, no, it definitely looks like there, there is a very structured appearance. In fact, you notice some of the ants, a couple of them have very distinctive cuts or scrapes along their body. They don't look brand new. Some of them actually look a bit aged or, or weathered no, no. or broken. And you can see my... that the same ants are going to the same buildings, like they've been designated oh, areas okay. to focus on. And so it looks like there are... I know, I, I had to give you that bit of information for the next bit to make sense. Oh, For, okay, for you to so, be able yeah. to know that there's patterns to it. Yeah, so you can actually right, see that right. um, the, the ants seem to have like a geographical assignment. Two to three ants per squad, essentially of these metal ants or these drone ants moving to each building and having an area that they're deconstructing. And it looks like they are taking stuff down very systematically, focusing on the wooden support structures, caving in the roof. Um, some of the ants, one ant sort of will stay behind and cut things up while the other two help demolish and carry. Uh, it's a Ooh. very clearly structured system and, and all the ants are in these squads of about two to three. And they're, and they're taking everything. Like they're everything. not, like not, they're just, yeah, there's no discernment whatsoever. Everything's being taken. There, there, I will say there does seem to be a focus on metal first, followed okay. by everything else. Can I ask a similar question, except that with Now's background, hello, knowing about sort of not just sold, like how soldiers work and are arranged, but also hive minds. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, can they determine any sort of system of communication or a structure or hierarchy as they've just been observing these? these Could things? you make me a perception investigation or I would argue survival check? One of those, you get to, you get to pick and I'll tell you what you learn. Investigation or survival. Well, I'll do. I think survival would be most appropriate for what I'm trying to yeah. learn. Yeah. Survival 17. Um, yeah, look, looking out and watching across the area as, as you focus, you can see that the the ants, the, the group that are guarding this field looks like they're forming a bit of a defensive perimeter. They seem to be a bit older than the rest of the ants. The, the metal casing is a bit more damaged. You can see that the mandibles occasionally are chipped or cluttered. But what you do notice is as one of those larger ants maybe as you're watching there's this hiss of sudden escape steam and you watch as one of the legs just stops and then seizes up and the ant sort of turns back tries to move it finds that it's non-functional raises its pincers and clicks rapidly three times another ant one that was working on one of the houses demolishing immediately drops what it's doing heads over picks up this ant and takes it back to the sphere before returning and assuming its guard position after a few minutes, another ant. This one looking repaired and fully, like not, not the same ant, looking brand new, 
not so perfectly brass and bronze. This one, a mixture of iron and brass and bronze, emerges from the sphere and moves over to the other ants and begins helping demolish the same house. And any reference at all to the thing in the church tower by any of the ants? Do it doesn't they... seem like any of them are making... The, the, so for the moment, the church seems to be clear. There's no ants coming or going from it, and there doesn't appear to be any movement of ants around mm. the church. Okay. Okay. Um, I think now we'll just kind of nod, kind of getting a glean on what's happening and say to the others, we think maybe checking out the church would be a good idea. It does not seem to be involved in the chain of command, like what's going on here. Mm. A good observation now. Mm. Let's check it out. Yes, let's. Alrighty. As you guys move over towards the church, uh, I'll describe it in a bit more detail for you. The small stone temple seems to be dedicated to Lysander, the goddess of the dawn, and Melora, goddess of the wilds. The slender steeple that once contained a large bronze bell has some stained glass windows depicting images of a golden sun rising over a forest and a storm at sea. You know in Nostaria it's not unusual for smaller towns and settlements to have multidisciplinary faiths represented within churches or chapels, and, and often the gods there, while they will have a stronger connection to one god in particular, they will happily preach about all of the gods in the prime the prime pantheon, the prime deities, given that they are, for the most part, all, all allied and all uh, aligned in their purposes, for the most part. When you guys arrive and move up, you can see the front door to the church is wide open. Sunlight pouring in through the stained glass windows along the side, illuminating just a little bit of the inside from your position, uh, just back from the front door. You can see rows of pews inside and this golden light filtering in from the from these stained glass windows. Is there an access from a higher level or is it only the door that's the main access? It looks like there's also a staircase leading up to another wooden door that's closed around towards the side. Um, you probably would suspect that this might be the residence of any priests or, or chaplains or um, de uh, devotaries who work here. So it's pretty normal for them to live on or near the church. Uh, sorry, on? Live on the church, in or near the church where they work. <laughs> and um, having a look, you can see what looks to be a, 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 stone, a series of stone steps and wooden steps leading up towards uh, a side room that's been built onto the church. It's definitely not part of the original construction. Um, probably hints that maybe this is a, a place where someone lives. You suspect it's probably not connected to the rest of the chapel or church from the inside. Hmm. How do we get up to the tower, do you think? There's a giant hole stairs. through the floor slash ceiling from where the bell crashed through, or...? Hmm. You can't see from the tower, right? The tower rises yeah. up from the church. You can't see any sign of holes from the outside because the walls and the height would block that, but you get the sense, Lyra, if you went inside, I mean, the sound of that crash and the echo. I mean, you don't know how far the bell fell, but you get the sense it fell quite a distance to have that... Yeah. Yeah, at least two or three floors, you reckon. 
Should we uh, pop our heads in and have a look around? I mean, sure. I guess we just try the door, right? Shall we go first? I don't want anything to happen to you. Uh, you can if you like. No. Okay. Don't mind. Just be mindful. Just try the door first, see if it opens. So the front the front door of the church is actually half open as you oh. as you move up towards huh. it, Tetra and now there's that's how you're able to see a little bit of the inside. As you as you move okay. up towards it, Tetra and now there's and push the door open. Um yeah, I mean as you look inside you can see stone um stone uh, altar at the very back of the church pews um, standing uh, lining the sides and at the back where the uh, where the pulpit is it uh, looks like there's um, a massive cast iron bell that has smashed down oh, yeah. through the ceiling above and has embedded itself into the stone steps leading up to this dais um, yeah, looking in there's not too much else you can see just from the outside but can see the the sunlight streaming in through those windows on either side, illuminating the the uh, wooden benches, recesses with some books, and then the stone dais at the end that's being partially destroyed by this bell falling from above. Is it just the bell that's caused the ruin in this room, or is there any other signs of damage? It's no other signs of that? damage. Yeah, no, no other signs right. of damage. The the pews are undamaged. The pulpit itself seems fine. In fact, the bell narrowly missed the actual pulpit by mere meters, but has slammed into the steps up this dais and has um, cracked the marble open. Uh, and you can see the bell itself has dinted heavily on one side. Can we hear any other form of movement in the church? Ooh, I'm definitely going like, to get a perception check from you, Harry. Ooh. Yep. So you see from the doors, like the ears are just like poking in, but you can't see the head. Going. <laughs> There's only a 12. 12. Not much that you can hear. The, the, the bell itself has sort of stopped ringing even faintly you can no longer hear the sound of the bell but yeah you can hear the mechanical noise of the ants outside not too much coming from inside what would you guys Let's like go to win, do then. Yeah. Be, on, be on your guard we don't know if that thing is still around I'll ready my weapon and walk in I read my a- weapon I ready my weapons. I am the weapon. <laughs> I am my weapons. Uh, now I'm going to need a marching order. Um, it sounds like now and Tetra at the front, Harry, Lyra, Niles, or Niles, Harry, Lyra at the back. Um, I'd probably either. be like maybe middle or just at the front. Maybe second. Yeah, Lyra's you could probably you could probably walk through the door and up the the pews the line the the pathway in the middle of the pews two abreast would be I think you'd easily do that so yeah do you want to go yeah how, how do you want to do it so maybe Niles and Niles at the back uh, Harry jumps on would kind of like hop onto hop over the pews instead of like walking through the middle okay all right so yep Harry you can oh. be off to the side a little bit not a problem Druids in the back seat okay perfect yep. as you guys begin moving through into the church. There's this faint that you hear as you enter in. And as you turn around, walking down the row of pews, you can see there are these beautiful candelabra set into the stonework around the outside of the chapel. And then suddenly, from the shadows, 
one of the candelabra appears to move ever so slightly. And it's only as the actual candelabra drops from the wall onto the floor a second later do you realize that there are creatures made of metal clutching to the sides of the stonework, slowly dismantling the metal candelabra attached to the walls, these metal um, candle sconces. And as you turn and look on either side, you can see two of these creatures moving across the walls. Eight metallic legs with these very sharp tips cutting into the stone to allow them to walk along the walls. Two sets of pincers at the front, much smaller than the ants, but wickedly sharp. And a large extended thorax. Gears moving around the outside. And the sound of things moving within the thorax as they move. As you sort of begin turning very slowly, noticing these things, you hear this very faint hum. This low... And then... Coming from one of these creatures on the wall, these metal spiders. And then they begin moving towards you very, very quickly. I'm going to get you to roll initiative, please. Wow. There we go. <laughs> I don't I like, like it. To back out. <laughs> I don't uh, like it. I will check their tokens up. Oh, no. Oh, no. I fucked up. Oh, no. I did the thing. I, we did the thing. You didn't first. click on your tokens first. Oh, I did the You've thing. You've done 107 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I did the thing. I didn't even realize I did the Thank thing. You, I did Matt. the thing. You're, Matt, Matt, this is why you're one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um, you're you're one of my favorites. Uh, let me let me quickly, just for those who are watching the stream, I'll just make these a bit bigger so you can enjoy the full effect. Um, oh, these are the metal spines. No. <sighs> enjoy. Why would you do this to us, Owen? <laughs> I'm just noticing, chat, whoever made these is an absolute psychopath, not mentioning any names, Owen. Well, but you did mention a name at the very end there. My name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's me. I made these. These are homebrew creatures you can use on D and D Beyond. They are now. They will. They will be publicly available now that I have used them in this session. Um, spoiler alert: If you're a fan of uh, metallic clockwork creatures, you're going to really enjoy this campaign. Because fuck me, I've got a lot. <laughs> uh, let me quickly roll initiative for these guys. Brilliant. Thirteen. Alrighty. Three. Looks like now this is the first to go. Yeah. Now this, your quick silicon mind uh, firing much faster than these terrible uh, sorry terrible organic creatures around you that have to rely on fucking calcium to think. Uh, you have you have silicon to power your brain, because <laughs> so, um, neurons use calcium to send transmissions down the line. Just a fun fact for everybody. Um, now this, you are first to act. What would you like to do? How far away is it? Uh, they are only about 10 feet away on either side. The the narrow church, uh, not providing much uh, area to, to hide or to position yourselves. The map that we're using here is purely representative uh, because there are about 50 buildings on this map. Um, I did not have the time nor the fucks to give to make all of them as battle maps. <laughs> and because I had no idea which ones you'd go for. So we're going to use the, the, the map here on the actual... Uh, Theatre of the mind. Exactly. So that's two or there Which four? The podcast have actually asked me. There's only two. Okay. Two? But trust right. me, trust me, two's enough. Yeah. Um, I will, uh, if they're 10 feet away, I'll take um, the run furthest away from the party, I think. 
Um, and I'll use my spear to attack. Yeah. Hmm? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, and so you, do you have to move up at all? Or you've got reach on that for 10 feet? Uh, I believe. No, it's not reach. Not yet. It's just a spear at the moment. That's okay. <laughs> So as, oh, you, no. as you move up close to this creature, you can see that it's five feet range. Five feet range. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Five so you can see that it is—it's clinging to the side of the wall. And as they begin scuttling down towards you, now there's you react incredibly quickly, rushing up, brandishing your spear. Uh, would you like to make an attack? That's only a nine. A nine is not enough to hit. Sorry. Um, oh, that's yeah, four. That's a, that's a fortunate roll. Very poor. Very um, poor. As you as you stab forward. With your spear, it just glances off this metallic body. This uh, shower of sparks as the two metals collide, seemingly unfazing this creature. As it moves up, you can see that it has these sets of six crystalline eyes, uh, shining almost like red garnets in the center of its face. As it gets closer to you and begins clacking its mandibles. As it gets closer to you. Cool. All right. Yep. I'll just kind of block my friends with my body um the next attack amazing uh guys <laughs> any 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 bonus actions now no i'm level one Ow. <laughs> <laughs> level one. Oh yeah you guys are level one yeah. oh, you'll be fine um <laughs> i'm kidding, oh, no. I'm kidding. Oh, no. I'm kidding. Not, all of, not all of you are level one harry's coming in at level two so don't worry too much Hey, that means he good. can use his dash action to get away when you guys start dying. Um, <laughs> and my hop action to disengage and yeah. run. <laughs> um, we'll do the spider engaged with you first now. As you as you rush up and stab forward with your spear and it glances off the outside of this spider, um, you rush past a series of pews to the, the stone wall on the far side, uh, to the south end of the church, to get to this spider within range. As your spear glances off, it immediately darts forwards making this very rapid bite as it rushes forwards and its mandibles clamp down. Fuck me. Does a 23 hit? You oh. oh. rolled, rolled, rolled a 19. Uh, it was almost oh, a crit. <laughs> it's almost a crit. Um, Uh-oh. Now that's going to be six slashing damage as I roll maximum damage as well. <laughs> oh. So sorry. Oh, when you try to kill the guest piece no. first time. No. I am supposed to kill the guest character first. You're right. Um, Harry, yeah, uh, I need you, you to make me a... No. <laughs> um, now, as, the, as this creature rushes forwards, these mandibles look like they're designed to cut through stone, wood, and metal. And as you hold oh. your arm up to take this hit, this shower of sparks followed by this shower of stones and gravel as your arm is mauled by this creature. Oh, no. Um, the other spider is going to move up. Actually, no, it's going to stay exactly where it is. This is far scarier. Uh, it stays clinging to the wall. And as it looks between the two closest people, Tetra and Niles, uh, I'm going to get... Dave, could you roll me a D4, please? Odds <laughs> is Niles, evens is Tetra. The who it's going to attack. And that way they blame you, not me. So. Yeah. <laughs> did that roll? Anyway. That did? That's a three. That's a three. Did okay. that not come on... That's okay. That's fine. All good. Odds, odds is Niles. So, uh, sorry, Niles. As the spider lowers its head down, you watch as the mandibles click open and form this X shape at the front of its face. This metal spike moves out from inside its mouth and begins crackling with energy. And Don't then like a, a beam of lightning, this arc of lightning shoots down and strikes what? towards you. 
does oh an God. 11 hit you, Niles. It misses. Niles, nice. you nimbly duck to the side, this arc of lightning just glancing off the wood. Actually, I'm going to say you're standing near one of these metal candelabra that's floor mounted. Yeah, As you yeah. duck, the, the metal candelabra pulls the lightning towards it and it arcs off onto the metal, narrowly avoiding you. Um, there's this very faint smell of burning feathers and Nile, as you look at one of your wings, one feather, the tip of one of your feathers <gasps> has just been singed by this <gasps> as it's... Uh, as it went past you. <laughs> You're used to doing shield. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say it. That's so yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> as the spider begins moving back, the uh, the pincers closing up and then falling back into these mandibles, the metal rod moving back inside its body, uh, you get the sense that, um, yeah, these creatures are, are capable, of, uh, capable of dealing a bit of damage. Uh, amazingly, it, keeping the flow of combat, Niles, you're actually next up. Uh, yeah, as, as its mandibles are starting to go back into its mouth, I'm like, oh no, you don't! And I'm going to like fly up and try and like hit it with my, uh, with my, with my. <laughs> um, For podcast listeners, uh, Matt is referring to his character's fists. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see if he hits first of all. That's a 20, baby! Oh, yeah! 20's, 20's oh, is a just beast. not enough. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, it's enough. Yeah. <laughs> 20 so, hits, obviously. Niles is using his talons, uh, and with his and with his uh, unarmed strikes, he's trying to aim for like weak points in the in the uh, in the creatures like armor. Yeah. That's how I'm flavoring it. He's like yeah. very being very precise with his strikes. Absolutely. Uh, so he's gonna do some damage. That's a six. Six damage. <laughs> Very nice. As you carve forward and strike this creature, you actually carve off two of its legs and you watch as the spider has to cling on incredibly tightly to hold itself to the wall, this uh, this metallic clockwork spider. Uh, in a follow-up, he uses his uh, one of his leg kicks and will, as he's for his bonus action, will deliver another strike. Flurry of blows. Pew, pew, pew. Flurry. Uh, oh, well, I just get another attack with my bonus action. It's not Flurry of Blows yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it just? Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Not Flurry of Blows yet. That's level two. You're right. That's Apologies. level two. Yep. Yep. Apologies. We don't oh, often get to play level one, and normally for only a session. Oh, nice. So exactly right. <laughs> uh, eight two attacks level one's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Monks. <laughs> Monks. The good news is that normally he doesn't do much damage. Uh, it's just this time he does do shoot loads of damage. Uh, Eighteen hits. Would you like to roll me some more damage? Yeah. Yeah. Plus six is also great. Hey, that's max damage on my roll. <laughs> um, Niles, how do you want to do this? <laughs> um, I like, so the first attack, like sort of like swiping and like cutting off like two of his legs as it's sort of um, uh, hanging on for dear life. I, I just follow up with like a bit like a roundhouse kick. Like my, my leg just lifts up in the air, like right up like all the way up and I just like bring it down with the full force of this uh of this strike um as my like talon foot just lands like straight into the into the central mass of this spider with it I mean with an aim to just probably knock it off the wall um yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant um now this is bludgeoning damage that you're dealing correct or slashing slashing damage uh this this is bludgeoning yeah bludgeoning damage. okay Brilliant. Could you make me a dexterity saving throw, please, Niles? As you crack open this spider, the um, yeah, it, it, it's it's as its mandibles crack open and the the twenty four, um, 
as it cracks open, the lightning begins to arc around it as you see this energy source, this crystal humming with this energy, lightning crackling across it inside its actual thorax. As you crack oh, wow. it open, the energy begins discharging randomly around it, but you throw yourself backwards, nimbly ducking and dodging, taking no damage. That's amazing. You son of a bitch. I uh, just land very gracefully on the ground as the explosion appears above me. Yeah, as <laughs> <laughs> these, these little arcs of lightning and I just ground themselves around you. Uh, Tetra, it's your go. All right. So uh, what she's going to do is um, her little stone that's been sort of satelliting her is just going to pick up some speed, do two big loops around, gathering a bunch of momentum, and then just going to flick it straight at the spider. Brilliant. The one engaged with now is over towards the other side. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Natural 20. You are rolls tonight. What is happening? Who hasn't rolled a nat 20 tonight? Uh, I mean, I haven't, but I've rolled really well anyway. (sighs) You cast Magic Stone. Plus five. That's insane. Six plus five for 11. Yep. And the stone is straight at it. Why plus six? Because for the crit. We're doing better crits, yeah? Oh, apologies. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was just um, I was having a complete mental blank there. Yeah, yeah. As, as this stone spinning around your head suddenly flies out and cracks through this thing, you watch as you sever its entire abdomen. And as this massive wow. metal case falls to the floor and cracks open, you can see it's full of what looks to be random items that it's taken and filled up its thorax with. This almost looks to be like a storage container that the spiders use to carry items. As the... As the thorax is severed, the spider begins crackling with electricity, looking very hurt. So. Just, the, the stone will complete its arc and come back <laughs> and just... Tiny metal spiders. Yeah, thousands of tiny metal spiders begin pouring oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not that evil. I would leave. I'd be like, no, nope, adventuring over. I'm out. <laughs> Niles just like strikes a match, chucks it in and goes, yeah, this, this place is burnt down. Let's go. <laughs> um... Yeah. Was there anything else on your turn? Sorry, uh, Tetra? Um, no, not this time. Oh, actually, wait. Um, who, is anyone taking damage? Yes. Now this did. Okay. <laughs> now this took a fair bit. Okay. It was six. Eight. You were eight? Six. Right, so how, how are we doing two spells in a round? Because that was a... Um, question. Yeah, that was, that, that was the question. And that was... Uh, so cantrip and a spell. You can't do two leveled spells in a single turn okay, cool. as per normal rules of D&D. Right, cool. Well then, um, well that was a cantrip for Magic Stone. So then, um, what she'll do is uh, she'll just take one of the cri- take one of the crystals, will grow a little bit, and then she'll just crack the end off it and just lob it at now this. When it hits now this in the back of the head, it sort of like <laughs> nice little light just sort of shines off it, and she'll hit it with a healing word. Nice. A healing shard. Let's call it. Healing shard. Seven hit point. You back up to full now. There's as, as the as the magic Yay. washes over you, almost organically the stone begins to move and seal back up again. It's actually very bizarre to watch as the stone flows and seals this patch of perfect stonework now, covering where the cracks had been on now. There's arm where she'd taken some damage, uh, where they had taken some damage from the spider. Um, anything else in your? T- oh, sorry, no, it's Lyra's turn. Lyra, what would you like to do? So the last spider's sort of making some destructive sort of blow-uppy electrical noises. There's sparks crackling across its body as the abdomen has been completely severed. 
leaving just the uh, just the thorax and head. Four, five, and six. She wants to be sort of like sixty-ish, uh, within um, thirty feet of the spider, but sort of away from the others. I think I should have enough room for that. And then she's going to use Thorn Whip to pull, or at least to try and um, hit the spider, but also pull it away from the party. Okay, so if yeah, it does yeah. Go, it doesn't take anyone else out. Let's have a look. Yeah, give it a give it a roll. You're not gonna believe this. Isn't that twenty? Not is an it? actual twenty. Is it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was the world's slowest roll across my desktop. I've got the weirdest lag. What? <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, that has to be a record. I swear. What is what is happening? Oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> so, one d six damage immediately, which is you rolled a z- you rolled a zero. How did you roll a zero? That can't be right. Oh, uh, I think I rolled damage. I think I just rolled a hit. Oh, Underneath, no. it's done something weird. Rolling, oh, that's a weird one d zeros. Uh, one D, just that's, that's weird. I'm just going to ignore that. I think I, let's just go with the the one D six because it's uh, Thorn Whip is one D six damage. Yeah, perfect, yeah. thank you. So three plus six, <laughs> it's nine damage. Um, how do you want to do this? Wow. She's like, because she's thinking that this thing's going to sort of explode in like a electrical thing. She really is worried that if it goes off near now, that it could sort of hurt them. Um, and so she's mainly trying to like pull it away before sort of doing that fatal damage in case it does sort of go. So, um, yeah, sort of aiming for that pull first, damage second, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull its brains out. Yeah. <laughs> Even, like, just grabbing it by, like, you know, whatever head part and just pull the whole thing like a fishing rod. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as you, as you, as the thorn whip pulls this thing apart and its insides scatter across the ground, um, I'm not going to have now this roll a deck save because it, it dies as you pull it away. And so the the discharging lightning just arcs itself randomly on items nearby. Um, anything else on your turn, Lyra? I think I just look around and just make sure that they're in, like they haven't been some sort of call to arms from us taking out these two spiders. Yeah. Do you want to make me a quick perception check, or yeah, I'd say perception check. He's really hoping. What the fuck? Okay, I have not got fourth critical. What? Where? It is not on. Hang on. If you hover over the dice, there is something weird coming up for some of them. It's it's still got the zero. Rolling 25 plus 1d0c, 0cf, 1d20 plus 5, 20 plus 5, 25 plus 0. Rolling 25. It's rolling a 25. That's weird. Yes. Okay, no, there's, there's something wrong, man. You're, you're, everyone's had still, it. Still, still amazing. Does everyone have it? No. No, actually, no. No, everyone else is. Well, I was rolling nineteen. So. And Lyra, yours have been. Some of yours have been rolling normal again. Can you try rolling perception from inside your uh, inside your sheet. character sheet again? Just one more time. See what happens. Again. You get another one. No. Okay. Okay. That's just a legitimate nat twenty. I just have to accept that. I'm just making sure it's not clicking the B versus clicking the number or. Oh, I think if you. But I, yeah. I just did both. 
Like, okay, no, never mind. Um, then um, we're going to take the nat 20 because clearly it's legit then because you've just rolled a couple more and it's all normal. Um, 25. Mm. Uh, yeah, Lyra, as you turn towards sort of looking around, listening out, you can't hear the... Like, the spiders were making a lot of clicking noises and you think for a moment you're safe. Maybe it was interrupted. Maybe there's been no chance to call for reinforcements. And then you hear this echoing coming from behind the bell at the far end of the room. Uh-oh. And you watch as this long metallic, almost like a snake, rises out from behind the church bell. Uh-oh. And then the rest of the body moves forward, revealing this object you'd seen before. This shape was just the tail of a massive metallic scorpion. Scorpion. Oh, oh shit. no. Which I will oh. make very large for the stream viewers really quickly to enjoy. Oh, shit. That's terrifying. <laughs> not life. That's not how big it is, but just so that you can enjoy. Ah. As ah. the creature moves over the top of the bell into position, it's like coming out from behind it. You see it lowering this stinger towards you and what looks to be lightning crackling around the tip. Uh, yeah. I think that's your full turn, Lyra, unless you had a bonus action. No, uh, not going to do any bonus actions this time. That's a uh, bit for her. Harry! She might just yell. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> Harry. Holy shit! Is that, is that really <laughs> six nat 20s tonight? One, two, that's three, four, four, six. Oh, fuck. That's four, eight nat five, six. Fuck me. Seven, if you include Dave's first one as a, as a test roll. So <laughs> <laughs> little. Harry! Harry, it's your um, go! There's no one within five feet of the scorpion anymore, is there? No, there's not Harry. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Harry's kind of <laughs> in the pews. Can yeah. Harry, like, crouch down oh, yeah. behind the pews and, like, bonus action hide? Yes, definitely. Because Harry Make me a stealth check, but yes. a roguish character. I was 23. Oh my god. I tell you what, the help you guys are getting. Roll 20 feels for you. And it knows that at level one, you guys are squishy. And it's like, now nah, I'm going to hold your hand, guys. Don't worry. I got you. I got you, boo. It is a plus seven. So, so Look at me. So I am the captain is, now. It is part. <laughs> I will protect you. I will protect you from these scorpions. Still roll a 16, though. That's an amazing roll. Um, yep. Harry, and you, so, you duck down behind the pews, begin moving across the ground. As far as you know, you're invisible right now. This thing can't see you, it can't hear you. It seems to be focused on uh, on Lyra right now, who still has a thorn whip slowly pulling apart the other spider as the as the corpse like grates along the ground, very slowly letting out this like <laughs> as it pulls across the stone <laughs> and the scorpion begins looking down at the spider and back at Lyra. Harry just goes, still and then hides. Um so he's like he crawls behind the pews a bit to get a clear shot. Yep. And from there, he will take a sneak attack. Ooh. So with a hand crossbow, his concealed hand crossbow. So he, under under his robe, you see he's holstered a hand crossbow. He pulls it out, takes aim, takes a shot, which I do by pressing this button, I believe. There's a 20. No, that's a stuff. That's an 18 to hit. Uh, 18 hits. Absolutely. And I rolled um, a one on my sneak attack, but that's nine on my damage. So 10, 10 damage overall. 10 damage overall. As the bolt flies out and pierces through into the side of the scorpion, the, the 
This metal drone doesn't even seem to notice. There's this hiss of steam that escapes from inside, and then the bolt snaps as gears inside this thing just cut through and shear through the bolt. But you hmm. definitely dealt some damage, definitely. Okay, so, okay. Just wanted, yeah, um, the description might have... <laughs> <laughs> it's overpowered run. Um, um, and so when I take a shot, I'm no longer in stealth, right? It knows where I am because I exactly, did yeah. damage to it. Yeah, okay. yeah. So Harry kind of stays around this distance. Maybe he moves back a bit just to keep a bit of space between them in case it's an area attack. Yep. Alrighty. The scorpion drone. As this thing moves up and climbs onto the top of the bell, you can see that this has actually already taken a fair bit of damage. In fact, its rear section where the tail joins on, there's still a chipped sword embedded inside this creature. And you get the sense this one has already been weakened. In fact, one of its claws looks to have been damaged irreparably. As it tries to open it, there's this of steam and the claw just judders slightly, but is unable to fully open Regardless, the scorpion lowers its tail, looking towards Harry, and a bolt, this thin metal spike, fires out towards you, Harry. Does a... Hey, mm-hmm. natural 20, it's my turn! Oh, <laughs> oh no. Son. What oh, no. Oh, Dave. Um, That is going to be... I rolled maximum damage, too. That's 10 plus 2 is 12, plus another 10. That's 22 points of damage. What's your HP? Harry is down. He's he's 17 because he's level 2. Oh, okay. Um, As this bolt fires towards you, Harry, um, there's this moment of fear as you're like, oh, shit, and then the bolt right into your chest. And you watch as Harry just drops like a puppet with its strings cut. Uh, the scorpion then rushes forwards and goes after Lyra, who destroyed one of its companion creatures. Um, it reaches forwards with one of its claws and attempts to tear into you, Lyra. Oh god, I got another nat twenty. Now it's my turn, baby. <laughs> I'm putting this. I'm putting this in the Discord so you can enjoy it. Oh yes. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Vindication. I think. I think we do need to have a chat to roll twenty something. Although this is coming from D and D Beyond, so it's not even roll twenty. Who yeah. does this? Is from D and D Beyond. Let me just let me just paste that screenshot because um I always like to have proof when there's double nat twenties in a row. Um, they haven't like altered the nat 20 like rates or something for april fool's day and then forgotten no way no well that'd be no pretty way. that'd be a great april fool's oh, joke if they changed the nat 20 <laughs> can you imagine like, if it was like it had to be like all nat 20s or all nat ones like <laughs> yeah i don't know but that's i'm so that's sorry weird. this is gonna be really bad um so that is uh that's nine damage plus another eight on top of that um, so that's <laughs> 17 yeah. points of damage. How you doing, Lyra? Oh, she got 10 hit points. Uh, so Lyra is down and almost dead, oh. actually, in a single hit. Don't bother making a don't bother making a grapple check and because it doesn't have both claws. It can't grapple you anyway, so ignore the the grapple check. Um, as it as it cra- um, goes towards you and tries to grab you, it just cuts into you, Lyra. As you pull up your your mycelium shield to try and like protect yourself, like pull the mycelium forwards. It, it just shears through this mushroom tissue, and the last thing you see is this claw as it clamps around your head. You guys watch as this creature grabs Lyra by the face, picks her up, and slams her against the ground oh, before fuck. leaving her body where it lies and turning back towards you guys. Um, if it's you get the last word, 
It's oh, yeah. just a yell of, not again! <laughs> <laughs> um, so far, it's only used uh, 10 feet of movement, so it's going to use the remaining uh, 30 feet to go 5, 10, 15, 20, up towards uh, the rest of the party. Uh, now, it's your turn. I will say cool. this thing is looking very hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to jump on it and whack it with my war pick. Cruel-looking, like scythe-like, very, very dwarven in, like, must say that Mayan Aztec sort of a weapon. Ah, cool, Um, yeah. And it's kind of like a a half weapon as well, like a police baton, but it's got this like long hook at the top of it. And now this just like and just like whacks it um, on the back with this thing. Better hit. Smashes Uh, down. Mash, mash. I'm just googling to see if there has been a change oh, to yeah. the stats, but apparently not. We're just we're just really rolling well tonight. Uh, roll now 20 23. That hits. Well, 23 hit. hits. Okay. Uh, will be a, a d8 plus three. Ten. Oh, ten points of damage as you crack down across this thing's spine. You watch as the tail just drops, useless. Something inside cracked and severed and as the tail drops and is no longer able to function you see it's one claw ticking away cool cool um and again um now this will just kind of position themselves between yeah like, especially the downed people and this yep. thing yeah try and try and get in the way we'll probably i mean where you are uh harry is to your left lyra is to your right uh there's not really there's not mm-hmm. a way to get in between both you're going to have to pick who you want to try and protect. Lyra is further away. I will say Lyra is further away. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try and shield then Harry and Tetra. Yeah. Um, yeah. Move in and around. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Niles. Fists of Fury. Yeah. Um, Stormbird's Fist. Stormbird's oh. Strike. Oh, I think we got the name of your special attack. <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, yeah, Niles is going to turn his attention to the scorpion. Uh, he kind of gives a knowing look to his friends. Ah, oh, could you help our fallen companions? I've got this. I've got some business to take care of. And he's going to run to the scorpion and... <laughs> 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 yes! <laughs> oh my god. That's a 19. Alrighty. 19 definitely hits. Would you like to roll me some Dimaggios? Yeah, that's a seven. seven Again, striking damage. another vital point with your, with uh, with with, uh, with Niles's talons, just trying to like yeah. pick out some armor off the scorpion and trying to get the exposed elements. Yeah, as you, as you crack as you crack forward, a section of metal plating buckles under the force of your punch before pushing back. The gears underneath no longer conforming to the shape and actually almost ejecting this metal plate off because of the way the gears are ticking inside. Looking inside this thing, Niles, you can see delicate clockwork. This this thing is a work of artistry and craftsmanship. But you're still going to tear it absolutely yeah. apart. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. <laughs> like a strike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just now that the internal in components are revealed, you're like, ah! Mm-hmm. As you are <laughs> 18 again. <laughs> My God. I don't think you've got you've missed a single roll. Any of you? No, I don't think anyone's no. missed a single roll tonight. That was one miss. That was one miss in the, one miss. Miss in the spider. Yeah. This, is, this is exciting. Yeah, me. That's right. I made a miss. It's <laughs> yeah. exciting, Dean. I haven't had a nat 20 yet either. Yeah. You haven't had a nat 20, Claire. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just talk to roll twenty. That's what you are. Uh, eight Silver damage. Silver wind strike. Silver wind strike. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. I kind of if, for silver wind strike. I imagine you have this like moment of calmness as you like bring your hands together. Your wings suddenly flare up on either side, yeah, and then you yeah. just reach back and then straight <laughs> forwards. Oh, silver wind strike. Um, yeah. And then you like spin your wings and they like flutter over the section. You just punch to like lightly touch it with your feathers. Um, and then the creature like reacts after that happens. Like sheathing yeah. your katana after doing a, a deadly <laughs> So anime. <laughs> Are you Not telling to be me- confused with steel wind strike, which is actually Niles. an ability. Niles uh, is, oh, is it actually? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I was going to say, Niles, Niles is a bit anime, so I don't, I don't think that's he's anime. Very, he's very anime. <laughs> <laughs> he's super anime. He has the anime eyes. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> um, Niles, uh, eight bludgeoning damage as you crack forwards and rip out the guts of this thing. I kind of imagine it's like the, you know, in the, the old classic kung fu films where they'd like the bad guy take one of the, the masters of the hero and like grab through, grab his heart and pull it out. Or maybe Indiana yeah, Jones, yeah, yeah. the... Uh, Oh, what's that? What's that? They say it in Indiana Jones. Kalima. Kalima. You just you just reach in and yank out a whole bunch of gears, and as you like drop yep. them slowly to the ground, they like tinkle around you, forming this like glittering, like reflective light around you as the stained glass yeah, windows. Yeah, yeah. And doom- yeah it's, it's this very very like anime hero moments. Yeah. Anime protagonist Niall Silverwind. Uh, anything yeah. else on your turn, Niles? As you deal uh, uh, thirteen, no, fifteen points of damage to this thing in a single turn. At level one. Level one. I'm ready to go again. Um, I'm just All standing right. there at, uh, at the ready. Tetra, you're right. up. Uh, Tetra's going to make a move. She's going to uh, one up and then move down behind Niles um, off towards Lyra. Um, as she does, she's going to let fly with her... Um, with a stone again? Yeah, magic stone. And then bringing out a crystal flower. You get another nat 20, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to Lysander. Seven, oh, yes! Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, see, it's, it, she's not even looking though, so she's flicked the stone yeah. off and hasn't hit, but she's she's bringing out a crystal and she's going to she's gonna pop one into Lyra. Uh, roll yeah, some she, uh, she, hit points she on her. She searches through a few of her stones until she finally finds a really nice little green one. And then she's gonna gently place it on her forehead. I love the idea of like you could almost play this as like a crystal healer, where you're like, ah, oh. for for damage from a bludgeoning source, you need uh, a green agate to help restore your uh, your <laughs> natural key flow and to to regain yeah. your health. And then it actually works. Um, where do you think much... from, Alan? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you would you like to roll some hit points for a healing word? Or are you doing? Are you doing? Uh, uh, yeah, healing word. It's healing word. Healing word. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't need to get up next to her for healing word. Just so you know. I know, but I wanted to. Okay. Because I'm going to stand just, and, and protect her against further damage. So. Just reminds me of um, Chris Trot in High Rollers, who for an entire campaign insisted on being next to people for healing word. <laughs> That's his character, uh, Cam Buckland. Just, just absolutely every time was like. No, I, I get up, I get up, and I touch them, and then I cast Healing Word. <laughs> watching watching <laughs> Mark, like the Dungeon Master. Touched. Yeah, <laughs> watching Mark, the Dungeon Master, slowly go insane over the course of the campaign. <laughs> so no, good. no, she, she, she places the um, a little uh, a little grass stone on, on, on Lyra, and then after she's done that, she's going to move around and put herself between the, um, the Scorpion and Lyra. Nice. 
nice. Lyra, you're back up with six hit points just in time because it is your turn. Um, and she's gonna sort of spring up with um, its much master uh, energy as she can sort of master for being almost dead a couple of seconds ago and um, is probably thinking to herself, this is an awful, awful idea and once again cross uh, Thorn Whip, um, but to hit the scorpion and probably so, drag it back towards her. So you're gonna ha- you are gonna have to move because Tetra is standing <laughs> right in between you and the scorpion. So you are gonna have to move around Tetra if you want to be able to use Thorn Whip on this thing. Otherwise you're gonna be like reaching over Tetra's shoulder, casting Thorn Whip and dragging it towards Tetra. I think what so it's half my movement to stand, stand up. up. Yes. Uh so I've still got three squares. Oh, so actually Sorry, there's one thing that we need to do for both you and Harry. I almost Ooh. forgot the injury table. Could you oh, please... That's, 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 that's when Harry gets back up, right? Could you please both <laughs> roll me a uh, constitution saving throw? Now, is this whenever whenever anyone goes down? Like whenever anyone drops to zero hit points, um, okay. you need to make a constitution saving throw that exceeds the damage that knocked you to zero. Both of you... Oh no! Oh, that was impossible for me. No, it was impossible. So that's a fail for Harry oh, and shit. a fail. No, for... No, I, I got nineteen. Oh, it was. It, sorry, was it, it nineteen was, damage. It was nineteen damage. Eighteen I think. damage. Uh, no, it was seventeen it was damage. Even better. Seventeen. So Lyra is fine. Harry, Dave, for the very first time, I'd like you to roll me a d twenty, please. Nice. Well, Harry's not actually necessarily going to get back alive at this point either. So. It, you've got to make three fails. I think you think you'll be okay. Uh, don't, don't roll panic. to everyone. Just a, just a single D. 15. 15. Uh, let's have a quick look. And this was uh, piercing damage. I believe it was um, bolt, yes. You're going to be happy. This is not too bad. Uh, you have a pierced muscle. One of the, the, the bolt that went through didn't strike you in the chest. It actually struck you in the leg. Uh, the attack has pierced muscle tissue and the resulting damage impedes movement. Your movement speed when walking is reduced by 10 feet. The injury will self-resolve after one week, or healing magic can be used to quickly heal the damaged area. For example, cure wounds or healing word. Huh. No, so, so if I'm if I'm healed to get back up anyway, that'll heal it. It'll heal the wound. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, That's sorry. Good. Let me rephrase. So, if, so, so to use cure wounds, healing word, or any of those to remove an injury, you don't get the benefit of the healing points. It's like the magic is focused on removing the injury. Uh, so, if you get healed to get cool. back up, the injury will still be there, but um, you can then fix it with another use of healing. And the, the movement speed is in combat as well, or is it literally just yes. walking outside of combat? No, 10, ten feet for, for all movement. Your movement is reduced by 10 feet until this injury reduced is healed. Reduced by, okay. Yeah, reduced by 10 feet until okay. this uh, injury is healed. Uh, sorry, Lyra, please, as you get back up with no injury somehow. Uh, mushroom magic. Mushroom magic. Right, so she's going to go... Uh, <laughs> Crystal one, magic. Oh, no. <laughs> And I can't really see the spider because of the building. Uh, one, two, three, four. I think I can go one more and still be able to. So, so, yeah, it? yeah, that's fine. Yeah, don't don't worry too much about the, the location of the building. We're just using the map background because we don't have an actual battle map for this. But consider the church sort of like thirty feet by sixty feet inside, so it's pretty pretty large. Okay, so she's gonna do thorn whip on the spider Niles, <laughs> on the scorpion. Niles, Niles is in the way. Oh, shit, sorry. Can't see, uh, there's the building. Um, no, that's okay. Is, can I, I'm just going to quickly see where this, where this copy Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll help you out, I'll help you out. No, no, sorry, you're good, you're good. There you go. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> ah, there we go. Um, sweet. Uh, within that, uh, 
is that sort of an all right spot? Like, yep, can that's I... perfect there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. As, you, as you move a little bit, so you're now exactly between Niles and Tetra, but about 20 feet back, you can catch a glimpse between the two of them. You can see the scorpion drone, and its tail hanging loosely looks like a good target to try and grab and pull. Yeah, just going to try and fish him all the way back. Um... Yeah, so, so Lyra hanging back 20 feet after standing up sort of goes behind Tetra and Niles, finding a gap between the two and then smashes out with a thorn whip. 20 hits, unnatural. 30, 20. 20. 20 hits, and it's one damage? One, one damage. <laughs> and how far do you pull it back? <laughs> uh, he's got to do a dex check, but dex check. Um, uh, 10 feet. Uh, that and is a 16. Um, I've got a feeling that probably passes. Yeah. Uh, melee spell attack. The spell hits. 1d6 piercing. If it's larger or smaller, you can pull it. Oh, sorry. It's not a dex check. I need a oh. spell better. <laughs> My bad. So just 10 feet back? Just 10 feet. Yeah. Brilliant. As you move it past Niles and now this towards Tetra, um, Niles and now this, you get attacks of opportunity. I don't think so. It's uh, leaving, isn't it? No, nah, but it, it, you have to voluntarily move out of. Oh, um, good, good, good. Yeah, if, cool, if, cool. if Thorn Whip moves it out, it doesn't count as opportunity count. attacks. Brilliant, yeah. no, all good. In that yep. case, then, Harry, I think it might be your go unless Lyra has a bonus action. Uh, she does, and she has just realized um, three, four. Oh, wait, hang on. It might just reach. Hey, uh, 30 feet! <laughs> Um, oh, and it's it hit 60 feet for Healing Word anyway, so she uses Healing Word as a bonus action. Now, what does your Healing Word look like? Michael's obviously skinned Tetra's Healing Word beautifully. What's Lyra's Healing Word looks like? Is it like the, the Mario red mushroom and you just fucking fling it over? It's the one-up one mushroom from Mario. And he does... As Harry just Almost suddenly... a little bit more quarter sexy. So it's sort of... Oh um, she sort of throws a fistful of what looks like dust and it's sort of like that's not going to go far enough but as the little particles and spores hit the wind um they sort of land on and around harry and they sprout up um not really word for the healing word part but um they sort of sprout up like uh little tendrils and um weave into sort of skin that sort of caused us to not be alive anymore and um tries to sort of repair what um what it can. Yeah, as these mycelium threads move through and begin stitching the wound back up again, holding the flesh together and sealing it. Harry, you find yourself sort of (gasps) gasping awake, lying on the ground. The the bolt is still stuck in your leg and you still have this injury, but you regain uh, how many hit points? Six hit points. Harry, you're back with six hit points. Damn. (laughs) I was just just thinking for a second, I was just imagining role playing, just screaming when he looks at his leg, being like... (laughs) (laughs) Doing the Ace Ventura. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second second bolt. Three spears is too much. (laughs) 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 Um, I haven't haven't seen Ace Ventura in a long time. I need to rewatch it. I know, that's that's a blast. That's incredible. Dark, she's too much. (laughs) I reckon it's like the height of Jim Carrey's performance. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Damn good. Uh, Anything else on your turn, Lyra? I think that is a full turn there. Harry. Full turn. Harry, Harry, finish this thing off for us, Harry. Well, first of all, Harry regains consciousness. (gasps) Um, (laughs) 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 There's a bolt. There's a bolt on my leg. Yep. Oh, I was in the giant meadow in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Nibbling on a daisy. (laughs) I thought it was a a dust bunny. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my puns last time were bad. He was Damn. in a farm upstate. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there? There's no clear angle of shot with my um, crossbow from here, is there? Uh, you would probably have to move from where you are. But the okay. good thing is, um, Harry, I would say that as you are prone on the ground and the scorpion saw you drop, yeah, you don't get the sense it knows where you are right now. Oh, it's it's all right anyway because uh, I I believe something I didn't know that sneak attack also gets the thing yeah, if got it's a, if you got advantage if someone's if if someone's within five feet of the enemy. Yep. 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 So engaged with the enemy. I think. Can I crawl? Is that something I can do with yeah, my yeah, movement speed? Crawl. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it half movement speed or something like that? No, no. I don't think so. I think it's just normal movement speed crawling. Okay, cool. Because I've only got thirty. Prime, you're already prime, I, so. I had yeah. thirty. Now I have twenty. Um, Harry with a bolt in his leg, literally uh, crawls. Uh, so you lose. So te like... Technically, technically, you would lose half your movement speed to like get into the crawling position. I'm not going to be a dick. I'm going to say. But aren't that... I already prone? Yeah, well, exactly. So what, what I'm going to say is that because because like yeah, because craw crawling doesn't actually have like a specific movement in D D. So technically, rules as written, it would still count. But I'm actually going to say that to 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 get yourself up, it's only going to cost you five feet of movement to like get into a crawling position from lying completely on your back. So you have to like roll over, get yeah. up, and then you're trying to favor that leg as well. So you start off down 15 movement speed, 10 from the injury, five from that, and then you got 15 left. It sounds like. Okay, so he literally just. Crawls five, ten, fifteen <laughs> into the aisle, <laughs> just between the aisle, and he's lying sideways, just in the aisle, just between the aisles of a clear shot to the, the scorpion. Do it, let's see that damage. And he will take a shot, it's like die hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. 22, oh, good and shot. That's nine damage overall, four <laughs> piercing, Sick. four piercing, and how much sneak attack? Five, five sneak, sneak attack. Nine oh, that's a big, that's a lot. With that. Yeah. Is enough. Yes. Dave, how would Harry like to do this? Yeah. So Harry gets the sight. He, he's 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 in pain. So everything's blurry, and he's just, yep. just aiming, aiming. Takes the shot, and then the rebel just drops his um, crossbow, and then he he's he's on his back, and he's just lying down, just resting before he even sees it hit there because he's got nothing left. As this arrow flies out, Niles, you hear this. And feel this wind pass by very close to your torso as this arrow <laughs> suddenly <laughs> straight into the scorpion's face. The 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 uh, mandibles that are open, the the crystal eyes. Only three of them on this creature. One in the center, two on either side. The arrow hits the the crystal right in the very center, shatters it, and then continues through the bolt passing into the center. You hear this. <laughs> And then you watch as the scorpion tries to sort of reach forward with its claw to grab you, Niles, and begins to move slower and slower. And as the pincers come towards you, there's this sound of grinding gears. And then the claw just, just like, seizes up. I just, like, push it away. Like, just like, uh. The creature slowly <laughs> tips to one side, overbalanced, and drops to its side, completely frozen solid. Whoa. Just unable to move uh, as its internal clockwork gears are, are seized up and... and in place. I look in the aisle and I see Harry and I go, good shot, Harry. Uh, oh, Harry, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, I'm hunted as, bro. That was, that was quite the shot there. Um, but that, ooh, that's, that's a nasty looking wound you have there. Lyra, but, uh, um, we are, we shot. are out of initiative. I might need your help here. Uh, what's going on uh, then? Our, our, our Haragon friend here has a nasty-looking wound in his leg. 
believe it needs to be looked at. Ah, um, she, well, she sort of hustles over. Oop, that's not hustle. Well, I, I also think I could uh, get by until we uh, can have a bit of a longer rest to, to, to get our spell slots. Are you, are you sure? Uh, to, to regather our energy. Thank you, Dave. You have a bolt sticking out of your thigh, man. I, I think I think it's gonna gonna make me walk at two thirds speed. <laughs> Can you at least try? Can you at least try? <laughs> oh, with, with my with the bolt in my muscles, I'm not gonna be as fast as I was before. Like... <laughs> I remember when we were uh, <laughs> we were at the markets. We were picking up as many kits as we can. Did anyone pick up a medicine kit or a healer's kit by any chance? I mean, I I, I got this funny bottle. I also have a bottle, but I don't. That's I don't think the. Do this though. We spent all our money on bottles. We do. Yeah, because I've got, I I've got one more spell. Uh, I've got enough energy left for one more spell, and I can probably, <laughs> probably. Oh my god! Fix up, but uh, that, that's my last one, and uh, I can either use it now and fix Harry up, or I can keep it as a. Uh, Metaphorical oh shit button in case someone goes down again before we get a chance to have a sleep. Yeah, nah, she'll be right. <laughs> um, you just was. Need I remind you, we're in the middle of a infested town full of metal ants. I don't think we're going to have the chance to have a sleep anytime soon. Unless we go back to the cart. Plus, I don't know how this all works, but I'm pretty sure they've got a nowhere here now and that we mean business. In that case, I think we'll get. Do we? What do you think, Harry? Yeah, it, it's as fair as it looks. <laughs> That's just a bowling stuff um, out of his leg. Uh, Harry, I don't know if you've <laughs> seen it, but there is a literal piece of metal in your in your leg. I, I, that can't look any better than it does. That is a uh, that is a nasty looking wound you have there. Well, it, it's it's a metal bolt. Is it all the way through? Yeah, as as you look, it almost <laughs> looks like. It's been molded in in such a way that it has these almost like a spiral-like pattern up the side. It, it starts and finishes with these very jagged metal tips. Sorry, not jagged metal. These are very smooth, tapered metal tips. And then there's this spiral that moves all the way up around the the side. To pull this thing out is probably not going to be a good idea. You think you're probably going to have to unscrew while you pull. Oh, and because it's metal, you can't break it, right? It's going to be hard to break. It hasn't gone all the yeah. way through your leg, but it has speared into the large section of your uh, of your calf muscle. What kind of metal is it? Well, that's a good question. As you look at it, it Ooh. looks to be almost like a uh, a bronze. This sort of uh, orangish, coppery color metal, but but looks more like a bronze, much darker orange color. But it's not shiny and reflective. It's very dull and uh, seems to be uh, quite matte color and reflectiveness and actually now that you're asking questions looking around you can see the two spider drones that you've killed their abdomens have broken open revealing a number of items that have sort of spilled onto the floor around the base of the spiders anything good yeah it looks like potions of healing any... <laughs> any wound be gone spells any as you... arrows out of thigh potions no but as you, as, you, as you have a bit of a look you can see there's a couple of blocks of incense what looks to be this sort of silvery holy symbol uh, 
hanging out. And then what looks to be a number of metal pieces, cups, candlesticks, things like that um, that have been gathered by the spiders. Can you spiders. give me an itemized uh, list of all of those things and I'll add them to the bag of holding? Yeah, I can do that. So there are three blocks of incense worth five gold pieces yep. each, a holy symbol of Melora shaped like a spiral of waves worth 25 gold pieces and some random metal, metal pieces worth about 37 copper, 15 silver. Oh, amazing. I'll uh, add that in. Bag of holding. Incredible. Yeah, no, it'll be right. Pieces of the um of the spiders and scorpion themselves, like yeah. sections of them. Like, is there anything there that looks like it maybe useful or salvageable? Could you make me an Arcana check, please, Lucky? No, Did not Lucky. Oh, can you make what? me an Arcana check, please? Uh, it's just such a Lucky fucking question. <laughs> can you make know, me an Arcana was... check, please, Tetra? <laughs> Thirteen. As you look at these things, they are infinitely complex. All of the gears, the metal pieces that, that make them up, they are beautiful and delicate. And as you look at them, it's hard to know whether all of this metal is worth anything, whether it's not. You think the raw value of the metal melted down, there might be a bit of value there, but the, the gears and things like that, it's hard to know. I mean, maybe. Lucky would have known. Yeah, Lucky would have known. <laughs> that's such a yeah. dick. <laughs> oh, that's such a mean thing to say. I love it. Um, as as you guys piece together the things and, and begin, I'll help. Um, I think Lara wanted to help trying to get them to the middle rod. Can I also assist with that? Because I could Absolutely. probably break it. Yeah, Lyra, would you like to make a medicine check, please, or a sleight of hand? Your choice. Can I, can, can someone give her the help action? Uh, yeah, Claire is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's giving her the help action. Thank you! <laughs> 13 for sleight of hand. You could have, yeah, and 16. 16's good. As you begin moving this very slowly, um, Harry, this hurts. Like, let's not beat around the bush. This this hurts as this thing is slowly pulled out of your leg, but you grit your teeth. Maybe you, you grab a bit of um, wood that's been splintered off one of the pews and bite down with your, your large front teeth. Um <laughs> and grit yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as you grit, grit and hold on and embrace yourself but Lyra is quick and more importantly um, smooth she doesn't sort of turn pull turn pull she just in one fluid motion twists and pulls out and removes this thing in one fluid go so the pain is kind of over in a moment like ripping off a band-aid there's totally a little bit of blood the, I'm gonna do it on three and then pull it out on two. Oh, nice <laughs> she didn't do it to three <laughs> nice as you, as you pull the... Oh, Dave, are you putting puns in chat as well? I don't know what you're talking about. Too bad it's not gold. Might have been 18 carat. Oh. 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 Uh, I'm going to have you take 1d4 damage from the spike being removed. <laughs> One. <laughs> One damage. Uh, never mind. Um, and as you, as you pull it out, Harry, grit your teeth and get through and, and, and grit your teeth and bear it, but manage to get through without, without taking further damage. And that, with you guys recuperating the church, taking a moment, is where we're going to wrap up for tonight as we bang on hit almost two and a half hours. But we will be back next week for more Return of the Giants as they explore the town of Laspire and learn the fate of those who live there. Until next time, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this session. I've uh, I've really really enjoyed uh, enjoyed writing this and now running it. Uh, and obviously, a massive thank you to Dave joining us as our special guest character. Dave will be hanging around as Harry for a bit. Don't worry, we're keeping Harry around for a little bit. 
Um, yeah, very excited to have. Um, oh, don't make, don't make bear and hair jokes, Ali in chat. I can uh, see it as you hear the damage. You, you, you said you grin and bear and before, did you? Or did I you said not? you grin and bear. You grit, yeah, like you, you grit your teeth and bear the pain. You grit your teeth and hair the pain and get through the other side. Um, oh. no, so thank you, thank you so much, everybody. We will be back next week for more Return of the Giants. Uh, no fun. grounded stream this Saturday. It's Easter. I hope you will have a wonderful time off. I hope you get to enjoy lots of delicious food. Um, I hope if chocolate is your thing that it's all chocolate. Uh, if you don't put on two kilos over the Easter break, you weren't trying hard enough. So you've got to make sure you eat plenty of delicious food and enjoy some time with friends, family, or just those who you want to spend spend some time with. If you're doing an Easter special D&D, I'd love to hear about it in the comments. I've always wondered what an Easter-themed D&D one-shot would I look mean, like. a party of Herringons is it? Yeah, what was I say? I was just thinking. Um, I think you call it split hairs and then have like a... Oh. <laughs> Have a party of Harringons. Uh, oh, yeah, you could even you could even do something like Harrigon barbarians and have quite quite a fun time you, with that. You, actually, you, you, I could a whole family, like a whole borough. Yeah, of Harrington. 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 Yeah, a whole Warren. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Um, yeah, I was just yeah. thinking that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A you, you need to have like a chocolate yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Co Coco Mansa, that's it. Coco Mansa. Coco Mansa. I did a chocolate for Christmas once. Yeah. Very nice. Ooh, yeah. I do like that. That's quite fun. Yeah, Coco Mansa. I'll work on that as a custom sub race, uh, subclass. Um, as a, as, it could be a wizard subclass. Co Co Coco Mansa. I'm going to say Coclamenza. That's a whole other conversation. That's for the adults only after party. Should have just ended before. Should have just ended. That's a campaign idea. Thanks, guys. Hope you have a lovely Easter. <laughs> Have a lovely Easter. We will see you all again soon. Until then, stay safe, stay well. See you all again next time. And thank you again, Dave, for joining us as guest character. Harry, you were absolutely amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you guys. <laughs>